Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. As always, I'm Kevin. And I'm Daniel. And this is episode 44. On this episode, gamers are upset. I know. Hold your shock. We got on one camp, Super Smash Brothers, we got the final direct, and people are upset that characters that were never going to be in the game are not in the game. On the other side, we have Blizzard. There's riots at BlizzCon because they decided and dared to put a famed PC franchise onto a mobile device. Fifteen people died. It's the tale of two <laughs> fandoms. <laughs> Before we get to that, my dude, how the fuck are you? Dude, I don't know. This week has been oh. kicking my ass, actually. Like, I... I'm, pr- I'm pretty fucking exhausted. You, you gotta, like, gotta I, I see the bags hanging on, uh, underneath your eyes there. What's going on, Do dude? I look that bad? You've always I've always bad. looked bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little scraggly. No, I think I just had a really rough work week, a lot of early yeah. days. We had our holiday launch and all this other shit. What does that, like, what does a holiday launch entail to, to make that fire off and all coffee bean cylinders uh holiday launch in starbucks terms is a really big fucking deal for people they go crazy over like little paper cup decorations and free red cups and toppings and holiday cheer uh-huh. bliss bars Bl- yeah oh my god they love those mm, bliss bars tasty, bro. tasty bliss bars they buy them by the fucking boxfuls okay and I- so they're rubbing they're running you ragged gotcha. so it was a lot of that uh, i'm still feeling a little sick and I, I went to a show last night that i probably shouldn't have went to <laughs> and I'm, I'm just particularly like trying to catch up with myself from the week so what show did you go to see um i went to go see citizen movements and turnover at the show box at soto gotcha which is um, the south downtown one are we going to that one next week I forget which. There's two Sotos. I have no idea. I think we're going to Soto, yeah. We're going to the Soto and Soho. We haven't been there together yet. The Soho Soto. It's a bigger venue than the one we went to together. Is it really? Yeah. Bigger deal. Bigger deal. Because we saw Bad Bad Not Good at the other one. Yo, that's right. That was a cool venue, actually. That was a good ass show. I got a little too uh, on the tipsy. I did too. Little, little too drunk to be listening to jazz, or actually drunk enough. My dude, you are wrangling, like, other people in the crowd to, like, be on your level. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I mean, it was hard not to. They brought the energy. They ended with tequila. Remember when they got us all on the ground and they had us jump at the same time? But I am upset. Audience, if you don't know, Bad Bad Not Good, they're a Canadian um, jazz quartet. I know that sounds boring. It's not. They they actually uh, do a lot of albums with uh, rappers. Oh, yeah. They did a whole, like, uh, Ghostface Killer album. But I am sad they didn't play the Legend of Zelda uh, medley. Oh my god, that was actually my boarding point uh, for them. A friend that I actually met through Starbucks was like, hey, you need to check this out. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is actually really raw. It inspired my medley that I did for my sophomore recital um, when I was in school for music still. Sophomore recital, huh? Yeah, that's what they call like your final year in community college. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed it. No, I, you were probably doing some glitch stuff somewhere. Yeah, some bullshit like yeah. that. Um, but I don't know. All that to say, I'm exhausted, and I, I think I'm a little too old to be going to shows. Kevin. What makes you say that, Daniel? Uh, I don't know. There were mosh pits happening left and right, and I just wasn't here for it, my dude. I'm sorry. All of this <laughs> sounds like... Um, so the bands that you mentioned, yeah. aren't they like sad boy pluck a guitar songs? <laughs> Who, who's moshing to this shit? Actually, it's a lot of like indie, like pop punk shit, but people go hard over everything. I've seen people mosh during acoustic songs. Oh my! I think I once saw God. people mosh during, um, what's that one song? I Will Follow You Into the Dark by Death Cab. Like I've seen people mosh to that, so you know nothing. Nothing's off the table anymore. Oh, they played a cover of yeah. Wonderwall. Yeah, Susie lost an eye. <laughs> Said maybe. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been playing video games. Yeah, you've actually been playing far more video games than I have. Yeah. Oh, we want to get ahead of it this time. Our topic this week is kind of going to be like an open discussion slash impressions on Red Dead Redemption 2. Usually we, would, dose. usually we would front end that in our what we've been playing segment, but we're going to put that to the end, so stick around for that. No, because we, <laughs> we have a lot of um, opinions, and some of these takes may be a little mild, a little zesty. Mm-hmm. We want to warn you. Overall, it's a great game. I don't think it's for us, but go to the tail end of the episode where we're already shirtless and talking about that. Yeah, and wearing cowboy hats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yee and ha. So what have you been playing? Actually, and I did not expect to jump into this, but a friend of the show, Chelsea, provided me with a beta code to it. Mm. Fallout 76, Todd Howard's next magnum opus. So this is crazy for me because when she was here, I was like kind of hyping it up for myself. I was like, yeah, I'm super stoked for Fallout 76. And you guys are like, really, dude? Like, it seems janky. We've heard nothing but Mm -hmm. bad things. And I'm like, I don't know. It seems like a cool opportunity to be back in the wasteland. I love the idea of like, coming out of the vaults fresh after the bombs drop, it seems like just a a cool take. And it's always fun being in those Bethesda worlds. So this is kind of a shock to me too. I like this game. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay. And this is from somebody that's always been kind of half and half with the Fallout series. Mm -hmm. You know, for a number of reasons, which I'm sure you can find through a litany of fucking episodes of me screaming Todd Howard's name and bloody murder. But this game, it, it wastes no time getting you into the wasteland. Yeah. I like that. Like, you start off in Vault 76, and it introduces you to some gameplay tenants, but mm. you're mostly alone in there, and, and it even, like, guides you with uh, the Vault Boy uh, cardboard cutouts going, like, go here, go here, go here. Oh, that's cool. And then within five minutes, you're out of the vault, man. You're out there in West Virginia. Take me home, son. And I, I there's a lot of color to it, you mm. know, with the bombs freshly dropping there. It's not totally decrepit out there and there's you know of course different enemies and there's um they're not quite ghouls but they're called scorchers i think because they're they're still like crazy but they're people like you know they're going through like the degenerative process and decaying and going mad and they got their pipe uh missiles and guns and shit Mm -hmm. and they're coming at you yeah i saw you get into like a little bout with a ghoul that had a shotgun i was like that's new Uh, (laughs) yeah that like in i don't know it just it takes its systems... Okay, so it's very much Fallout 4. Yeah. You know, the components, the base game is Fallout 4, but you're a pioneer, you're a settler, you're going out there. There is no hub camp or anything. You you have to set up camp out in the wilderness, you gotta craft shit, and you gotta make your own weapons, and you're looting shit, but it does a fine job of kind of streamlining that mess of menus. Now, I will say, there's still a mess of menus to deal with, so if you have not played Fallout 4, you're gonna be fucking goddamn lost Let me you ask this you, game on. Are all of the menu systems and things like that, the Pip-Boy, is that all carried over from Fallout 4? Like, yeah. in the same exact way? Primarily. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You remember how I was making that complaint where I was like, uh, you know... It sucks because the game doesn't pause anymore when you mm. look at your pit boy because you're always always online. online. Yeah. So, but you can even uh, flip that off the viewpoint where it just shows you the UI that you need from the pit boy, and I thought that was super cool. Oh, cool! I think actually Fallout Four might have done that too, and I just fucking forgot. It's possible. <laughs> but for some reason, I came at it with, of course, you know, caution and cynicism. And when I got into it, yes, it has that jank. Mm. In fact, the game fucking crashed on me so hard that it froze my PS4 Pro. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it did. <laughs> but the moment that it's firing in all cylinders, 
it feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels like Fallout. Um, I like the perk system. You get these cards that essentially you can even combine when you get too many of them and make it stronger, like the base card stronger. Where you know, just like the perks in the older games, but it's a little more streamlined because they know it's like, hey, players probably got to get in and out of the menus a little bit quicker. So that's where it trips itself up because it still uses Fallout 4's menu system. Mm-hmm. So you're going through aid and da da da. But it tries to help you out. You have a weapon wheel this time. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, instead of uh, just D-padding everything, you hold up on the D-pad, get a big old wheel, so every item that you favorite will show up there, and you can quickly... That is so smart, especially when you have, like, on-the-fly, really quick encounters with other players or mobs of enemies coming at you, so smart. And you can trade with other players, Uh uh, you can, like, engage in it, and you can make them pay a certain amount Mm -hmm. uh, for your items, or you can just, like, say, hey, I'm offering this at zero, like, if it's your buddy. Okay. So that's that's pretty neat, too. That, That system needs be a little a little more buttoned up because it's kind of convoluted we're staring at it because you remember the old fallout you you couldn't just back out of the menu after like selling something you had to like okay it all after after doing your the devil's work through the (laughs) the fucking ui yeah it's kind of the same here and that's like there's some fallout hang-ups okay there's some bethesda hang-ups and but overall i got this sense of hey, this kind of reminds me of Destiny Division, being out here, seeing other players, being able to help other players. I got into this one fucking fight where this asshole gigantic beast who looks like just a giant butt, uh, I forget his name, was going going through level 30, and there was this other dude that already had a power armor. And I just kind of looked at him and like saw that, hey, he's not like outwardly attacking me or anything. Let me just help this dude out. That's awesome. And I was like, fuck, this is kind of what I wanted from part four. That would have been like the next level for it. I got a lot of really cool moments like that from Fallout 4, but it yeah. was all very isolated because you're exactly. playing it on your own. You don't really get to share it with other players other than when you're talking about your singular experiences together. I think this speaks to me because mm-hmm. those sort of open hub games like The Division and um, Destiny 2, those are cool worlds, but they're not worlds I necessarily care about. I liked the worlds of Fallout. Mm-hmm. I liked being in the Commonwealth. I liked being in the, um, what was the first wasteland? The Capital Wasteland? Yeah. yeah. Um, those are cool backdrops, and I, I've learned to really appreciate and love the lore and settings. So the idea of being in an open hub world and getting to interact with other players mm-hmm. on top of everything else, it's, I don't know, it's going to be really cool. And it's pretty snappy to join your <laughs> friends. Like, you just open up that pit boy go to the social menu, and then, oh, hey, or actually you open up your map, go to social, and mm-hmm. you see whoever's playing and just be like, hey, invite the team or join their team. Okay. And then you can fast travel on their asses, too. That's pretty awesome. So there is fast travel in this game, which is a breath of fresh air going against what Red Dead Redemption 2's fast travel is like, because mm-hmm. you just open up your map and wherever you've been, uh, you can just select it. But it costs uh, caps this time to do that. Okay. However, if somebody in your party, because I was playing with like two other people, if somebody in your party already fast travels there, you can just fast travel on them for free. Okay, that's pretty awesome. Pretty nice. Now, I will say some fans are going to feel it does backseat the story a bit. You know, there's no just NPCs doling out quests. Mm-hmm. Like now it's more like robots and terminals. Okay. I feel like some players that are in love with like the, you know, the narrative rich aspects of uh, three New Vegas and not four stories uh, sucked in for. Uh, are going to be a little not into that. Okay. Well, here's my thing. Yeah. I wasn't completely wowed by the last full narrative of Fallout 4. As everyone mentions, yeah. So I'm I'm okay with this idea of maybe kind of foregoing it for a little more contextual storytelling mm-hmm. and quest as opposed to having this crazy overarching story. I'm sure there's going to be one, but I think the, the main premise is, yeah, you're out in the, uh, the vault, you're into the wasteland, adopt this world, survive it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the story you make. You make the story with what you do, right? And I think that's really cool. 
And that's kind of clicking for me, you know, like, okay, I don't have to worry about some saving my goddamn son or finding my daddy. It's just about go live in this world, Uh which players seem to like to do anyway. You know, let me so, ask you real quick, mm-hmm. since this is something we talked real quick, about before I, I gotta going go, into. I gotta go soon. Okay, yeah, sick. Um, how, what's the gameplay like? Because the VAT system was something it kind of leaned on heavily with Fallout Four and mm-hmm. Fallout Three. Mm-hmm. The gunplay isn't very sound in those games. Mm-hmm. Even the melee, it's kind of <laughs> schlocky. So, <laughs> yeah, how, like you imagine, it had to have been a little refined going into this to make it feel better how do they handle it gotcha so that jank is still there that's that's the bethany as the jank man Mm -hmm. we're never gonna get rid of that okay it doesn't feel it feels a little snappier than part four especially with the guns that's why i wasn't like you know getting into fights and not feeling like oh fuck Mm -hmm. no there you know some fights i was like oh shit get a headshot get a kill good stuff especially when you're fighting uh, the scorchers or the ghouls okay i will say one that didn't need to be in this fucking game oh it's still in it yeah, that's is still there. Okay. However, it does not like target specific points or slow down time. What it does instead, it's kind of like a rubber band effect where it auto aims on an enemy. So whatever shots you have are then turned into this kind of like, oh, now I'm getting like criticals and hitting him on the head. You know, if like you're using an axe or even yeah. a gun. Does that make for some ugly animations? Oh, of course. Okay, that's what I'm hoping for. Bethesda makes for some ugly animations. <laughs> I've seen some shit, dog. Yeah. I have a picture in my, on my hard drive that I cannot wait to upload to the Twitter. <laughs> like, this, this fucking ghoul's head decided to fucking just spring out of the corpse and float in the air, and it has, like... <laughs> It's got like a, it looks like a Brachiosaurus zombie. It's insane. That sounds wild. I'm going to fucking put that in the game. I mean, yeah, I yeah. always reference the the Ballad of Todd Howard for Jake yeah. and extreme visual bugs. So. Right. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, I, I don't, like the vats, I'm still kind of like wrapping my head around and like, it, this is a weird, it's just a glorified auto aim that takes up your stamina. I don't understand it really. Yeah. It's a system that they piggybacked pretty hard on. And one that I think um, Red Dead Redemption did way better with like the Deadeye system. Right, right, With right, 2010's Red Dead, mind you. So, oh, oh, excuse me. No, I think that system in place is way better than uh, what Vats did. So. Oh, even even like uh, in 3 and 4? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Vats because essentially you're saying to the game, I'm rolling dice instead of playing an FPS. Yeah, and you really don't need to know how to play me. Just use right. this because it's here. Maybe that's why I'm kind of in the 76. Mm-hmm. It relies more on moment to moment, like I need to get a headshot or I need to shoot him in the leg or stuff like that. The combat doesn't... I won't say it's refined because I don't think anything that they could do could ever refine that engine that they're working with, yeah. but it feels a little better. In fact, I'm installing Fallout 4 to compare and be like, yo... <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you told me that. I was like, no way, dude. Yeah, no way he is. I was just like, I don't know, dude. 76 got has me hyped for it again, and I'm legitimately shocked about that. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're here for it, because I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to get Dave a copy, and we're yeah. going to go all in, and I feel like that would be a cool experience to have with you. The interesting thing about this is, like, with a lot of what we do, uh, we're kind of early adopters. So, like, where this uh-huh. build is at now with the beta, it's going to be insane to see where it is six months now right. versus a year versus two years. Because I feel like they're only going to spend a lot of time with it, making <laughs> it better. Right. I mean, <laughs> the beta didn't fuck up that much. Well, you told me it crashed so hard it froze your PS4 Pro. 
that's just something so. that, <laughs> that that going in any Bethesda game that that is a warning label on the box. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think it was earlier this week. There was a bug that was so bad it actually deleted the 56 gigabyte install beta from people's consoles. It certainly did, Daniel. That is abysmally bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, they, and then Bethesda released a letter saying like, "Hey, all fans, like when this game comes out, like anybody that gets it within the first few months, it's going to be a magnificent shit show." Please bear with us. I like that they kind of address it as this huge social experiment. They're like, okay, it's not going to be perfect, but you guys are going to make it perfect for us. Oh, I was seeing some shit with the frame rate for Mm. sure. When, When you get into an area where there's like more than like five people suddenly loaded in... Oh boy, do you see some shit. Okay. Yeah, but I I think that's only going to get better over time. I don't know. I I hope for it. It comes out when? November 16th? Uh, just about, yeah. Okay, cool. So we've got two weeks to see it out in the wild. (laughs) Okay, that's the one thing I was thinking with the beta, where I was just like, ah, give it a shot. It's a beta. They're stress testing. And then I'm thinking, for a game that's coming out in two fucking weeks. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Not a good sign, huh? Oh, no. I I don't know. I do not Mm -hmm. know. Maybe they can get their shit together, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of iteration for many, many months after that game yeah. releases. I, I imagine it's going to be a lot of that. It's going to be a lot of people bad-mouthing it, shit-talking <laughs> it. But I'm excited to see them try something new, because, like, why the fuck not? Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm there for, man. Mm. I feel like that's what's getting me, where it was like, hey, this is more about the moment-to-moment gameplay, and it there's an ease of use of some of the survivalist aspects. Yeah. Unlike Red Dead, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I was going to say, um, we are going to get to it later, but you were immediately having more fun in this world than you were in Red Dead's world, which <laughs> yes, is insane. I know. <laughs> Let's see how Red Dead has beaten me down. <laughs> Red Dead has got him so down that he's installing Fallout fucking 4, guys. <laughs> right now, Come as on. we speak, y'all. <laughs> but don't worry, we do have some good things to say about it. I honestly we think do. this is going to be the most contentious impressions talk we ever had, because usually when we do a review or impressions, we're fucking praising the shit out of a game. I don't know. So hard. I, I feel like our Breath of the Wild takes, uh, which are yeah. going to be very similar to some of the complaints we have about Red Dead, yeah, for sure. uh, were met with a derision from our fans. But I'm I'm really stoked for this conversation because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You don't have to like everything you play, and just because you don't like it doesn't mean there isn't like merit to take away from it. Because there's a lot of great game there to be had. Oh, don't get me wrong. So. I am very excited that there is a game like Red Dead Redemption Two out in the world, a mm-hmm. game that really does take some risks. I don't agree with its decisions. It doesn't mean I think the game is bad or trash or anything like that. Just keep that in mind. I'm just telling you for what I look for in a video game, Red Dead wasn't hitting it on cylinders. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, a broken fucking game like Fallout 76 is just making me smile and want to get back into it. (laughs) I don't know what that is, really. And I want to play more of 76 when it comes out to figure that out. Awesome. That's what it is. Well, before we get into our quick hits here, I want to do some housekeeping, front of the episode housekeeping. Why not? Um, if you want to see Kevin playing some games, where can they find you, Kevin? They can find me at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Not not herb. It's herb. It's not herbal essence. It's herbal essence. Mm. Thank you, everybody. This has been a PSA. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. We're in a new month. It's a whole new ballpark for streaming. So you could probably catch us streaming a lot of Fallout 76 when it does come out. Undoubtedly, yeah. because <laughs> there is so much potential for just stupid, stupid moments. And I cannot wait to get the soul skaters back together. Oh my God. We yeah. skate for fun, dude. Yeah, we retired our Destiny 2 days, but ooh, Fallout 76 is a new awakening. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, if you want to catch us with our quips and funny shit on the fly, you can find us on twitter over at save room show 
Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's going to be our bent for November this month, you think? November? Uh, video game turkeys. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Top South- 10 video game turkeys. South Park, the game, had some great turkeys. <laughs> the only one I could think of. Uh, that's actually number one on the list. I don't know what else to get you. <laughs> And if you're inclined to listen to our ear filth, you can also find us on various platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Everywhere. Uh, Intunes. Stitcher. Uh, Google Play. By the way, guys, uh, we would really appreciate if you can leave a review, even if it's just a big old fuck you or saying that Isaac should be in Smash. Whatever you want to say, yeah. put it in there. Give we us love a you. five-star fuck you. We need that visibility. <laughs> We're allowing five-star fuck you. <laughs> Watch, Vargi's gonna do it immediately. <laughs> Fuck these guys! <laughs> He's, they're the ultimate video game cuck lords! Five stars, y'all. He wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> you would not be wrong. Alright, you wanna get into these quick hits? We got some news slamming around all week, and some of it has made me laugh. Slam me around, buddy. Oh, like goodness. we're in a mosh pit of life. <laughs> Adi Shankur is working on a series based on The Legend of Zelda. He actually posted an Instagram, quote, I can confirm that I'm working with an iconic Japanese gaming company to adapt one of their iconic video game series into a series. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That one needed a little peer edit. Um... He said he'd reveal what that series based on a series will be on November 16th. Uh, The rap, on the other hand, actually says it's Zelda. They have the exclusive on that, apparently. Shankor's executive producing credits include Netflix's Castlevania series, which is bomb as fuck, 2012's Dread, also bomb as fuck, and that gritty Power Rangers short released online. Bomb as fuck. He's trying to also work on an Assassin's Creed series, apparently, and I think after the film, he... He probably needs to do something with it. Anything's better than what they did with Michael Fassbender, <laughs> essentially. How are you feeling about this? Um, I got a big banana for this. <laughs> Actually, I should say bumpo boner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really stoked for this idea. Yeah. Um, I am of the mindset, uh, and I have been for the longest time, that I never really wanted a live action treatment. I think there was once an April Fool's trailer that went up. Uh, it might have been like 2014 or whatever, I remember years where people back. people were like, oh, they're going to do a live action Zelda movie. And I'm like, uh, I don't know that we really need something like that. Yeah, it was a big yikes for me, dog. Now, I will point out, they did not confirm if it would be a live-action mm-hmm. series or an animated series, much like Castlevania. Yeah. I think it would be dope as fuck if they got Frederator, who did amazing work in Castlevania, to do this. But they just announced Castlevania Season 3 is definitely in the works. Yeah, so their plate's probably kind of full. I would say so. But I would love to see them kind of get on board for that, because I feel like the animated treatment is the best approach mm-hmm. here. You can really do some awesome stuff with exploring and adventuring and even like maybe montages of like dungeon crawls let me ask you the big question Hmm. do you want to see link talk i think he needs to really yeah i don't like i don't want it to be the situation where you have to put yourself in his mindset and make decisions and think through his eyes like no give him fucking voice lines give him agency at this point Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you can't it, it would be very very bland to have people talk for him I do agree if they go the live action route with it, but if they went with an animated series, I think you have a lot more room to be kind of stylistic. Mm -hmm. I think you could get away with the link that doesn't speak and the characters in his world are doing it for him, much like the games, telling stories and little vignettes about like the Gorons or the Zora and and, like shorter kind of digestible episodes. Mm -hmm. 
again, I always go back to over the garden wall for like what I want to see yeah. from like serialized, smaller, uh, kind of bite-sized animated shows. No, I, I feel like you're definitely right with that, whether it would be like a 22 minute episode or even the adventure time approach of like two 12 minute episodes back to back of them. Like, okay, here's him going through the Zoro tribe mm-hmm. or the Goron tribe or meeting the Sheikas and telling self-contained stories there and kind of moving the story along with that. But I don't know, dude. I I need him to talk. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Can you name um, a video game adaptation where the main character hasn't talked? A video game adaptation, like even oh, Doom Guy talked. Goodness, in, in, in yeah, I, Doom. I got nothing for you, man. So, I got nothing for you on that front. I I think it takes a very clever writer to not make him talk. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, it's somebody that really knows how to lean on the visual storytelling aspect, or at least a supporting cast. Okay, but again, I'm I'm thinking you can only get away with that for animated. I don't know what you can do. I really hope, however, it's not that rumored uh, Game of Thrones for the family. Uh, oh TV yeah, project. you told me that was a bent they were looking yeah, at. Yeah, don't do that. Don't no. do. Nobody cares about the fucking political inner workings of the Hyrule Kingdom, dude. Like, don't. don't I did, don't no, go there. literally nobody does, and, and no. the systems aren't even that crazy. Like, no. But speaking of, I really want you to watch Castlevania season two. It's fucking immaculate. I really want to get into it. I hear it does some cool uh, Castlevania nods for long term mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, I feel like I have to rewatch the last two or so episodes of the first season to kind of refresh myself. Yeah, you got to get your back. You get yeah. get back into it. I, I know ju- I left off with yeah. Alucard and some other characters. That's exactly how season one left. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They didn't like get to Dracula or anything like that. Um, I will say I hope it does take that route of, of being inspired by the source material, but not totally adherent. Castlevania is not a one-for-one retelling of any of the games. Mm. Uh, it, it takes huge components from it, but its style, the way it tells its story, are unto itself. Very, well, Warren Ellis, actually. Okay. I think that's another big factor. You need to get yourself a hell of a rider to take on Zelda, dude. And I would actually like to see them approach more of a intimate um, narrative with Zelda and Link. Mm-hmm. Um, much like they kind of tried to do in Breath of the Wild, I think that bend is a little more interesting. Yeah. Build their dynamic a little more, and it'll, I think, make the experience of watching them do things together that much more valuable. Yeah, man, make so. all those deviant arts come to life. <laughs> <laughs> Put them into each other. Anyway, the next one I got on here is Snoop Dogg will soon be reunited with his nephew, Spyro the Dragon. Oh, shit. <laughs> the famed rapper tweeted at the official Spyro the Dragon account the following. Quote, yo, my little nephew at Spyro the Dragon, looking straight. (laughs) Bring me that new Spyro Reignited trilogy. Hashtag Spyro partner. Hashtag Spyro to Snoop. Now, Operation Spyro to Snoop involves a fire-breathing drone that's delivering a copy of the game to Snoop's L.A. home. This is happening. This is happening. This is They're happening. They're doing, like, live tweets of, as to where it is across the country. Right. It's, like, setting things on fire, too. It's, it's fucking it's nuts. It's kind of a public menace at this point. Now, <laughs> most players are surprised to see Snoop as a fan, and I found the most brilliant reply. At WhoPlays100 replied to the tweets and said, well, yeah, they both love to blaze it. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice 420 spyro now i wonder how many segments uh we're gonna get of him and martha stewart playing spyro together oh i would love that <laughs> do you remember i always think about it whenever i think about snoop when they were doing like um it had to be at an e3 or some shit mm-hmm. battlefield one uh they got celebrities to sit down and play it and he was there with an actual spliff in his mouth playing the fucking game and they cut away from him real quick like they tried to comment on, on snoop like oh yeah snoop dog's right He's right there playing. getting high like he would in his mansion (laughs) playing Battlefield. Uh, He actually uh, took one of the PR people and he's rolling a blunt on their back, apparently. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
That's great. I love this. This is yeah. This is funny. This actually just kind of broke today, and it's this is one of the silliest things because oh, you wouldn't imagine him being a huge Spyro fan, but I I could imagine Snoop being a kid at heart and enjoying these little things. My dude's a huge gamer. In fact, mm-hmm. I it was such a coincidence. I was talking to um at Retrovania on Twitter. He always post about some cool ass shit. And when I say re- retro, I don't mean like just you know original nes mm-hmm. my dude talks about ps2 games yeah. xbox original games we got into a really cool conversation um pertaining to spyro actually about how um stuart copeland of the police mm. he's the drummer of the police he actually did all the music for the original spyro games i did not fucking know yeah that. so we were talking about a lot of stuff like so when you're playing the games and you notice the kind of like rush of like some live drum feels and kind of like rock heavy stuff that's him he's the that's really cool he's the composer for that and we were talking about how for the reignited trilogy he's coming back and doing like the theme and a bunch of other stuff well i was <laughs> talking about well he was talking about the game true crime streets of la okay a ps2 game that eventually became sleeping dogs by the time they get to the third game the original <laughs> true crime game allowed you to play as snoop dog in a custom purple convertible and he even <laughs> had his own mini game and they i remember looking online and they had this one advertisement of the main character i forget his name of of true crime just like with his hands up in the air and mm-hmm. snoop dog is surrounded by naked women <laughs> holy shit <laughs> And he's just looking like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I do. I would love to get to play as him, dropping people like they're hot. Fucking do my thing out there. Oh, man. I hope he's playable in the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Oh, my God. Snoop Dogg for Spyro DLC. Drop it like it's hot. Hashtag drop it like it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The next thing on here. I wanted to talk with you about this. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, fans have been going crazy, especially them Tendo fans out there. Okay. Because Brie Larson decided to dress up as Samus Aran for Halloween. She's looking so fine, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) She was hanging out with the sexy harry potter as yeah. well on that in uh the zero suit samus yeah. costume like that blue skin type right deal. right and even oh my god so somebody on twitter was just like this is the closest we're probably ever gonna get to a metroid mo- uh movie mm-hmm. and she replied i hope not i want to make that movie and of course everyone's like oh my god and i've been seeing crazy fan art and fucking photoshops yep. of her <laughs> samus aran it's yeah. the, the crossover i never knew i wanted Make it happen, dude. I feel like Nintendo, with this television deal with the Zelda, like mm. if that's a hit, yeah, why not? Why not revisit some of those other franchises? I mean, they have an opportunity to really like fucking launch and elevate uh, a Metroid series with Brie Larson because like she's hot right now. Um, she's gonna be Miss Marvel. Like uh-huh. she's gonna have this huge meteoric success and following. Um, depending on, I I do think that movie's gonna do pretty well. We still have to kind I think of so see too. how she does there, but I think that's gonna make her like you know mm. huge in the public eye. So why not make this happen? I know, <laughs> but I I don't give Tendo any ideas because then they're gonna turn into like Disney, where they're gonna have their own Nintendo TV show streaming service. Okay. You can only get it on the Switch or some shit with the Switch Pass. <laughs> I doubt it. I ha- it doesn't even have fucking Netflix. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it i think that would be dope it would be pretty cool i think it's a little weird that they're doing a gender bent samus aran but okay i hate you <laughs> <laughs> i remember that was like one metroid's of the, my favorite guy <laughs> that was one of the biggest reveals in like gaming history like when samus took off the helmet and you're like holy shit there's a female under there that was so cool i'm a little excited because we f- we finally got our first medieval trailer all right, it polishes those old bones and the new bones. So apparently, Sony and Other Ocean don't know who they are. Say the game will be out in 2019, and they also say the game is a remake, not a, ra- a remaster. Although 
The story will apparently be left untouched. Uh, so it's not unlike what we've seen with Spyro and Crash. I wouldn't call those remasterings in the least because they really are working from mm-hmm. like the ground up, but just using the framework of the original games, you yeah. know, to capture that fucking nostalgia nugget. Catch them in your mouth, Daniel. Oh, 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 he's gobbling I'm so up. hungry for these nuggets. Oh, he'll pay forty nine ninety nine for these bad boys. Oh, no, give 60. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'll take 60 for it. Um, <laughs> I got DLC that didn't exist first. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> What's uh, happening today? So I saw the, the trailer review for it because they had actually launched very appropriately on Halloween. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they did the side-by-side of like the PS1 version with the new ground-up remake. And it looks stellar. Honestly, uh, I'm not sure that I'm like dying to get it day one because Medieval is one of those franchises that I was kind of like it was cool, but it wasn't one of my favorites. So. Okay, but what what about you? I got another opinion you? for you. Okay, at this point, I'm gonna buy it day one. Okay, because Skeletons. Kevin loves Skeletons. the Skeletos. Yep. <laughs> <They're called laughs> you understand? <laughs> They're Skeletos. <laughs> i don't know why i love skeletons in video games i love battling them i love their fucking the sound that they make they sound like a a voss breaking i love it it's my favorite thing in the world dude this guy's a lead character skeleton anytime a game comes out you're just like are there skeletons i'm like yeah you're like day one day one dude fuck yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm there for it no it actually legitimately looks cool i missed on these games Mm -hmm. uh surprisingly enough when they first came out but i've always kind of known sir uh daniel as a mascot for PlayStation. Didn't he show up in that All-Stars game that we're all talking about and it was such a big hit? Yeah. (laughs) Bring it to the Switch. Bring it to the Switch. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Tendo, put PlayStation All-Stars on the Switch. It'll be a fucking hit. No, it looks dope. I want a release date or something. You want some more nostalgia? Give me some nostalgia, bro. Capcom is re-re-re-releasing three classic RE games on the Nintendo Switch. So apparently Resident Evil Remake... Resident Evil Zero and Resident Evil 4 are all coming in 2019 to the Switch. Fun fact for you, all three titles were originally released on the GameCube. And this is the 47th time Capcom has ported Resident Evil 4. That's a true fact. Are you going to get it? Uh... As somebody who just beat Resident Evil 4 for like the 100th time. He's going to get it. Yeah, I might get it. Yeah, I might get it. (laughs) I might get it. No, but I will wait until I have like... Uh, a flight or something mm-hmm. to travel to and then i'll be like now i'm gonna get re4 okay. <laughs> yeah i it's cool put them on there man um i think it's it looks like they're purposely avoiding five and six were recently ported over the ps4 and xbox one probably because of the intensive multiplayer components of it yeah none of these are multiplayer That's first true. of all, all very singular to, experiences uh-huh, uh-huh. but then again they ported over resident evil revelations 2 which has a big multiplayer second That's true. i, I mean, don't know if they kept it i honestly wouldn't be surprised if five and six were in the pipeline at some point because they're doing a lot of huge mm-hmm. resident evil support like even with um offering re7 as like a stream only sort of deal and having all these ports and remasters like mm-hmm. it's, it's bound to happen i think they're try- they have to work out the multiplayer component and the online features there is a thriving <laughs> ecosystem on the switch for downloadable games and different games of the ilk and i feel like horror needs to have a second rise i mean outlast is already on that bad boy right yeah it's true holy shit and just put a fucking new fatal frame on that on that goddamn system and then it'll spearhead handheld horror handheld horror handheld horror. spooks on the go spooks on the go um, i like it what would they need to do differently with this iteration to really have it stand out on the switch which one these re's yeah well um specifically resident evil 4 like i imagine they can do uh zero and resident evil and just leave them as is but dude at this point even resident evil 4's hd edition 
is outdated. Okay. Okay. They they need to go back and really like remaster the shit out of that game because the original uh, port to HD that they put out in like PS3 back in the day and Xbox 360 wasn't that great, man. In fact, there's fan projects out there that have better textures and better lighting than what Capcom did to that game. I'm gonna be pretty honest. Um, the PS3 port left me pretty underwhelmed. Yeah, no, it left everyone, especially with that goddamn trophy list. What the fuck? No platinum. Come on, Capcom. Come on, Capcom. 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 But otherwise, I like that some classic RE titles are represented on the uh, title remake on there and Zero. Although, here's a fun Kevin fact. I really don't like Zero very much. What about it don't you like? Because it doesn't have the sort of uh, A-B scenarios that RE2 has. No, it doesn't. It, it's all one campaign, and you switch between the characters oh, that's using what it the is. zapping system. System, but unfortunately they also removed item boxes from the game so you're relying on the player's inventory as well as just dropping items in the environment with the hope that you can go back to it but oh. there's this big part in the game where uh the beginning or the first act is on a train and anything you leave on the train before it fucking crashes spoiler is <laughs> <it's> gone <laughs> yeah that would suck if you didn't know that was going to happen. I dropped a shotgun on that goddamn train. Oh, wow. I dropped a shotgun on that train. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So not my favorite to this day. Not my favorite. No. <laughs> I feel like that one's not going to age well in this uh, transition. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Speaking of older, older, older games. How old are we talking here? <laughs> We're talking fucking years, my dude. We're talking about like before there was hair on our crotch areas. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Or are you born hairy on the crotch? No, area? yeah, I mean, it's the Hungarian I'm me. Sorry, I have I, hair in places I can't even speak of. That was so inconsiderate of me. I didn't mean to spe- generalize your uh, your hair. I know at five years old, you had a fucking beard down there. Now, <laughs> it's cracking up. The full list of 20 PlayStation Classic games were announced Okay, Daniel, real quick, real, real quick. There's been there's a lot of vitriol. There's a lot of opinions dancing around there. I want to be the voice of reason right down the middle for y'all. Mm-hmm. This list kind of sucks. This list really didn't wow me. Um, granted, they did some things we didn't think they would do by having some M-rated titles on there. Yeah, that's a surprise. Um, but that's for me, arena. I think the big problem with this is... Everybody remembers their time with PlayStation differently. What made PlayStation great for one person might not be the same for somebody else. So where this might not be our perfect picking of 20 games, it might Mm -hmm. really land for somebody else. But for me at a glance, this doesn't even fully encapsulate what PlayStation was back then. Mm -hmm. Like even at a glance. Mm -hmm. Even at a glance, I just, I feel like it's a weird representation of it where I, okay, well one... 20 games is probably a little short for to kind of exemplify the experiences that people really wanted on there. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's different reasons. There's licensing disputes. That's why Tony Hawk's not on there. Yeah. You know, in fact, the remastering or the HD remake or whatever the fuck you want to call it of Tony Hawk Pro Skater that came out a couple of years back, they didn't even have the original soundtrack because they couldn't get it, you yeah. know? So, of course, Sony's not going to go out of their way for fucking Bulls on Parade. It's easier not to. That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's easier not to put it on there. I get that. I get that. I get that. Now, some people are reasoning that because we're seeing HD remasters or remakes of like Spyro and Crash is why they're not included. I don't think that's it. No, I don't think that's a good enough argument to not include. No. Um, yeah, so the argument that Medieval, Spyro, Crash aren't there because of that reason or the fact that um, no Tomb Raider games are there because of the Crystal Dynamic Tomb Raider series. Like, I don't know. I think you still pay homage to where they started. Let's work. Just let's work through this list just really 
overview, and I want to. I want you to actually tell me, have you played this fucking game? That's it. Like, I played that. Okay. We're going to just read down the cool. list of 20. So, Battle Arena Toshinden. Nope. Nope. Okay. Me neither. Cool Borders 2. I think I might have played it at a friend's house once. No, I didn't play that one. Let me ask you, is that even the best snowboarding game they could have put on it? I, I couldn't even tell you at this point. No. <laughs> Probably not. What uh, was the one you were really hoping for? The I one forgot that... the fucking name, okay. but it had uh, Leon and Claire from RE2. I thought it was Cool Borders 2. I was totally wrong. Mm. We said that. That's a you're wrong for the save room. Okay. Sorry, y'all. Uh, Destruction Derby. I've played it. It's a good game. Okay. It's not a PlayStation classic. It's really not. Next one, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, okay. I'll give that to you. That is integral to to the identity of PlayStation. For a lot of people, JRPGs are integral to Mm -hmm. the identity of PlayStation, and they feel kind of short-shifted here, and I agree. There's certain omissions, and I'm like, fuck, that really probably should have been on there. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 1. I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. We didn't think we were going to get that. No. I respect it, although Part 2 is leagues above it. Uh, Intelligent Cube. You played it? Nope. I've never played that. Didn't hear about it. Whatever. Jumping Flash. I don't know what the fuck that is. Apparently that is like one of the biggest titles from that era of PlayStation. And I'm like, was it? I guess. (sighs) Okay. Anyway. uh, Metal Gear Solid. All right. It's a solid choice. That's a solid choice. Uh, I'm surprised. I am surprised. Although there's one particular part that requires controller (laughs) vibration that I don't think necessarily the... Well, yeah, I know for a fact it doesn't have vibration on the mm. stupid controllers releasing of this console. So <sighs> there goes that Psycho Manus moment. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. Driller. Don't know what the fuck that is. Nope. I choose Mr. Domino. <laughs> Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Okay, so okay. Oddworld, yeah, that, that works. I'll give it to you. That's fine. Rayman. Rayman, yeah. Okay. If, if you're not going to have any of the other mainstay uh, mascots or pla- platformers, sure, sure, Rayman, you need to have. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut. Uh, okay, that I'm fine by that. Mm-hmm. I am fine by that. If you had to have only one example of Capcom horror... It's perfect. Yeah, I choose part two, and I feel like that would have worked in tandem with the marketing push Capcom is doing with mm-hmm. the remake of two. But whatever. It might have been over-dilution at that point. I guess so. I'm, I'm surprised that there's any Resident Evils on here, to be honest. Um, Revelations Persona. Now, that is a choice. That's a Persona game. That's the first Persona game. Okay. Interesting choice. I'll give that to you. Ridge Racer Type 4. No, fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yourself. Better it should racing be, games. It needs to be Gran, Gran Turismo. That's that was on. actually one of the ones that they announced in the, the, first, the first five, five. Yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like, that's what you're trying to sell me on this yeah, no, with? No, no, go fuck yourself. No, 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 no. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Okay. I like it. That's cool. It's a good game. I don't know anybody would fucking go to bat for it as far as like this is a necessary addition to this list, but whatever. Siphon filter. All right. Expected. Yeah. I'll give that to you. Tekken 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew about that. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hold up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted one of 20 spots for that. <laughs> Come on. I mean, okay, whatever. Whatever. But I, there's nobody out there in the world that's fucking like going to bench for rainbow six but honestly that might have been somebody's first impression with a rainbow six game like on the playstation that's cool i don't think that speaks for everybody though Uh, no definitely not especially since like the you know another playstation exclusive could have been on there this goddamn game was on n64 and dreamcast as well but whatever twisted metal one instead of two Nah, dude. When, two. Pe- when people talk about Twisted Metal, it's two. It's always two. That. And then Wild Arms. I can't get mad about Wild Arms, no. but I don't know too much about it. Um, it's a very, very beloved JRPG. Okay. My, my thing is, 
there are some titles that really could have been left off and some that should have been there. Like to have only one really good instance of survival horror, like where's the silent Hill, right? Like, silent right, Hill, right. I feel like is very important to the identity and brand. You know, <sighs> yeah, I feel like that too. There could be a number of reasons that they can't get it. I know Konami doesn't play about I me. Mean, hey, look, symphony of the night is not on there. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a sad omission. That's a fucking PlayStation classic by definition. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I mean, in conjunction with the idea of, okay, since they recently did it with the um, right. Rondo of Blood uh, pack-in. I forget what that one's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Requiem? No, it, yeah, the Requiem edition. Yeah, it just makes this list, and to an extent, the PlayStation classic itself just unnecessary. So, for a $100 prospect, do you think this is worth it for you? No, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get it either. No, I mean, I'd rather have those games on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, I'd rather get to cherry pick what I want at a greater value than have to have this kind of boutique uh, mm-hmm. nostalgia system. Because, I don't know, I'm not going to buy it just to have it in my living room. And it's not like you can, you know, do anything else with this system. No. So we're missing a list that most PlayStation era gamers would say is insufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, we okay. And then it's a hundred dollars, and there, you can't do any additions to it. I don't see it. It doesn't even have Dual Shocks. It just—it's it, a little bit of a miss. I get it. It's a tchotchke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going after maybe a different demographic. But I feel like I don't know. PlayStation gamers are a little different than the general Tendo audience that would eat up an SNES or NES. SNES. SNES. For me to to really have this one in the bag and make me want to buy it i would need like kind of some hallmark wrestling games like mm. i need smackdown i need a tomb raider give me some of the old star wars games that were on the playstation but it just doesn't speak to my experience uh, as a playstation lover growing oh. up so and they're always gonna miss that boat with 20 we we knew that yeah but look at the limited um selection of games with like the nes and snes classic i feel like that was a better picking of titles that spoke to the general mm-hmm consensus of what made those systems good but you know if you came at me with a list that had ape escape spyro crash gran turismo Mm -hmm. yeah i would be i would be nodding my head like yep this is a playstation experience indeed it ain't that though so by contrast though we're getting a different version of the playstation classic in japan um some of the titles are kind of swapped out there so instead we get um arc the lad and arc the lad 2 Ooh. Yeah, I think those are cool. Okay, so the JRPGs are actually coming out in J. Yeah, basically. That makes sense. Uh, we got Armored Core. Interesting. From Software, going yeah. back in time. I would actually love to see that on this North American version. Right. I don't. Right. I don't wonder how. Can I pick one up? Can I buy one from like a Japanese dealer online? You could actually, <laughs> with your PS3, switch to a Japanese account and have access to their PlayStation Classics if you wanted. Oh. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, G. Darius. Don't know what that Don't is. Know. Uh, Gradius Gaiden. Okay, cool. Megami in... Oh, fuck. Shimigami or... No, I think it's uh, just an extended title for Revelations Persona. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got Parasite Eve. Nice, dude. I, I feel like the fucking Western version should have had Parasite Eve on there. Yes. Come on. And then what else? Uh, ZXI? I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, you don't know ZXI? No, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's my favorite game. Okay. But yeah, so even at a glance, like these titles, I feel like, um, speak to the broader scope of what PlayStation was about back then. Granted, it's a little more JRPG leaning, but sure. that is definitely tailored to the japanese market more than us sure sure so but to be totally honest even if i did pick up this thing or somebody gifted to uh, gifted it to me mm-hmm. i'd probably only spend about like 20 25 minutes max to, with like most of these games before shelving this bad boy yeah i i never got long-term play out of any sort of uh 
nostalgia system. Granted, I haven't owned one yet, but like when I went, that home, would be why. <laughs> when I went home uh, to Florida this time last year, I hung out with Dave and he got the SNES classic and we literally kind of just jumped from game to game. And I right. imagine that would be the same experience for me. Cause um, when I had the Nintendo console on my Wii, that's what I did with those games. I never sat down with them for hours. Like I did games on my PS3 or, you know, Wii titles, Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword. Um, it was just kind of like, okay, I need something to do for 30 minutes. Let me dick around in like Super Mario World. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> and I feel like that would be the same thing Mm-mm. here. I think exactly that. So. Yep. But that's the past, Daniel. And as a great philosopher once said, fuck the past. What video games are coming out in the future? All right, you November turkeys. We got some free games coming for mm-hmm. you. Um, free PlayStation Plus games for November. Actually, this list already kind of leaked at the beginning of October. And I'm glad it was right. Yeah, they could have, like, threw a curveball on us and switched up, but they kept true to what it was. So, in that vein, we are getting Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition, PS4. You got into that pretty hard, didn't you? What does that mean, pretty hard? I played it through and then never played it again. I remember you writing a review about it. Oh, shit, dude, you're going back to the Red Herb days. No, that wasn't even Red Herb. I think that was um, one of the... One of the sites that got immediately pulled down because when Kevin Pape's name is on it, that's uh, that's when GoDaddy starts pulling something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's fine. It's actually fun. It's it's a really cool tech and a first person shooter. Uses a lot of contextual melee, and it has Steve Blum. Oh, so I'll probably like re-download it just to fuck around. Just fuck with it. Yeah, I might too, yeah. just to see. Now, I'm more excited about the next one. Yakuza Kiwami. Yeah, dude. Apparently, Kiwami means extreme. Yakuza Extreme? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so I'm really down with that. I I heard it's a pretty great uh, remake of the original game. I heard Kiwami 2 like is next fucking level because it's using the Yakuza 6 engine. Oh, but shit. But this one, this one's still fucking good and it's free. I'm going to give Yakuza another chance because I put zero down really hard. So is this officially the first entry into the series then? It'll kind of start yeah. the story from the ground up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, That's cool. why I'm kind of excited because I'm like, oh shit, maybe I'll finally understand what the hell is going on. Yeah. All right. What do we got? I don't know. If you're having a party, you can download Jackbox Party Pack 2 on the PS3. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not really. Uh, Arquito series is coming to PS3. I don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. Uh, coming to PS4 and Vita from Crossplay is Burly Men at Sea. Oh, yo, instant download. And Roundabout. That title, though, <laughs> Burly Men at Sea? God. <laughs> if it's a fucking survival game on the ocean. Oh, and you can get its expansion, Mouthful of Semen. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> microsoft owners this month with xbox games with gold you can get battlefield one from november 1st to the 30th <laughs> mouthfuls <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'll let you go ahead in a second anyway yeah we're getting battlefield one kevin <laughs> uh race the sun is also coming to xbox one november 16th to december 15th uh, we're getting assassin's creed november 1st to the 15th on xbox 360 and the hell xbox do you mean one. assassin's creed just the one? first one holy shit yep <laughs> i've never seen that without a subtitle <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty weird it's been years well people tend to like forego that entry because two is really where the, the series started yeah for, dude. for most of everybody exactly and then dante's inferno coming <clears throat> november 16th to the 30th that's a great pick yeah yeah dante's inferno is a very interesting it it's uh kind of like you know that era when games were aping off of god of war but doing interesting things with it okay. such as uh castlevania lords of shadow mm. oh yeah baby and the, dante's inferno didn't quite it wasn't all there but it was neat and it was neat to see visceral take on something that wasn't dead space 
And then they took on that fucking Battlefield hotline. I didn't want to see him do that. I wanted to see a fucking sequel to this game. I didn't know they were on that. That's cool. Yep. This is a visceral joint, boy. Fuck yeah. All right. So we're out of the quick kits now. What are we going to do now? What are we going to give the listeners, dude? Daniel, we're going to give them the top news, but bottoms can listen to. Oh, we're going <laughs> to switch it up for them. This is a tale of two fandoms upset by well their own imaginations yeah things they've built up in their head and unfulfilled <laughs> promises that weren't even promised yeah on the one corner we had the smash direct and on the other corner we had blizzcon where ding, ding, people ding. were anticipating uh, certain things that did not quite land and were ignoring the dearth of content coming at them nonetheless that developers have broken their goddamn backs to bring you but the first let's, one we're going to get into... Let's start in Sakurai's Corner. Oh, yeah. The final Smash Direct release, showcasing the last two fighters to join the roster, Tendo's DLC plan for the game, and the annihilation of every Nintendo character except Kirby. That's right. We know practically everything about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Maybe too much. <laughs> All right, hang on to your Sakurai sacks. Here's what was announced. You had a board? <laughs> oh, no, I wanted to say that that cinematic intro for um, what was supposed to be, I guess, uh, what World of Light. World of Light. That's one of the coolest uh, animations I've ever seen them do. I love that song. It's dude. so good. I love that song. Well, we'll get to that. I yeah. have it on the list. Now, the first thing they announced, Street Fighter's Ken Masters joins the fray as Ryu's Echo Fighter. What separates Ken from Ryu? Nintendo says he's, quote, a slightly faster fighter and has a different shape to Dukin. Now, dude, I don't care about the shape, just the girth. That's true. <laughs> now, do you think of all the Street Fighters I could put into the game that Ken is the character you're looking for? I mean, I think if you're thinking Street Fighter, Ken and Ryu are kind of synonymous with yeah. the brand. Like I think Sub-Zero it, and Scorpion? Yeah, yeah, if you wanted to really throw somebody cool in there, why not put like maybe Chun-Li? Oh. Or like Bison for like a kind of heavier Ganondorf type character? Actually, yo, dude, I'm mad that Chun-Li's not in the game if they were going to give us a second. But then again, I understand that Mm-mm. Echo Fighter means that's a little easier on, yeah. on Sakurai. You don't want him to burst a blood vessel in his no, eye. No, he's already looking it. pretty worse for the world. Yeah, he really. Oh my god! During this whole direct, he even had like this horrible moment where he's like, oh, "I'm never gonna get a break." He looked at the camera and <laughs> blinked the saddest blink I've ever seen. It wasn't even in slow motion. Oh, he looked dead inside. Oh my god, I felt dead inside seeing it. Anyway, we got another announcement. Incineroar from Pokemon Sun and Moon has escaped the 3DS to beat some D- ASS. <laughs> <laughs> so I struggled on that one. Hang on. He's bringing his wrestling prowess to the ring and uses a final smash called Max Malicious Moonsault. This is the first time I've ever heard of this Pokemon. I originally read his smash as Max Delicious Moon Assault, and he looks like Tony the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> he really does, though. <laughs> I don't understand this. People are excited, I guess. I guess... I don't I, know. I oh, fine, yeah. Tony the Tiger's in the game. Fuck I, yeah, dude. I didn't play Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, I, Me I'm sure there are better characters you could have included. Based off his of his build, he's kind of like a um, f- not Falcon. Um, no, no, he's a Falcon slash Ganondorf type with like really heavy attacks. Yeah, and he does this like kind of flaming dash. Cool. I don't know. From what I saw, I feel like um, he's going to be open to vulnerability a lot because after each attack, there's like a animation he does that leaves you open to attack. Yeah, a victory pose. Like what? You don't need Damn, to do that. Damn, dude. What? Yeah. yeah, he looks like a like a highly technical character. But it was kind of cool to see him and Ken go toe to toe in the arena. Yeah, that was neat. You know, Nintendo knows how to hype up even if the shit that you're seeing is stupid. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a a few items. Yeah, I hope so. (laughs) Now, the next thing I got, Sakurai's spirits have been loosed unto the earth forever to roam in agony. When video game characters like Tails and Revolver Ocelot, never thought there'd be a sentence with their names in it, lose their forms, they are apparently trapped in a Smash Brothers game as an equippable perk. (laughs) It's a bad end, in other words. Spirits power up your main fighter with perks like extra speed or extra power. They can be leveled up. And they can also be combined for different results. Players will be able to earn more spirits by engaging in spirit battles. They are not to be confused with the spirit leaving Sakurai's body when Smash Ultimate finally <laughs> ships on December 7th. <laughs> awesome. Yo, okay. This is one of those things where it's like the more they explained it, the less I got it. <laughs> yeah, I actually felt myself unlearning the game because they really did over explain it. Yeah. And I can't even imagine what that must have looked like to somebody who doesn't know Smash. Right. And they also showed off Trophy Assist. And yet I'm like, how is this different than Trophy? Wait, there's a spirit mode and there's no multiplayer? Wait, I don't under... You're confusing me, Sakurai. Mm-hmm. I What the fuck is happening? My takeaway from it is you can do these sort of scenarios where you... You fight your way through stages, and uh-huh. you get these characters, and the end that function is assist trophies, where you can basically equip them to have different attributes, so you can favor, like, endurance and stamina over strength, or this or that, and it kind of, you can have very unique builds, as opposed to having to just play with, like, whatever they give you with the character. And the combinations are fucking crazy, because, yeah. like, there's a spirit that's like a cardboard box <laughs> from, from Metal Gear Solid, and then you have to, like, use Cutman from Mega Man to make Paper Mario spirit. Like, you combine those two to make Paper Mario. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? They made another game within this game, and I'm not sure people are going to engage with it the way that they anticipate. But Personally, I'm not going to. I think I'm going to spend most of my time in a World of Light just trying to unlock everything. Honestly, yeah, because that makes sense to me. I don't... I'm going to fuck around with it and figure it out, but it just seems like Mortal Kombat's Quest Towers, where, you know, you have to do the spirit fights to unlock certain conditions. But even then, apparently, you have to do, like, a roulette to win these spirits. I have to play it to understand it, because explaining it to me makes me dumb. Like, Sakurai made me dumb hearing it out loud. It was (laughs) super convoluted and complicated for no reason. Not yet. Here's something a little easier, and that would be monetization. Uh, Smash Ultimate's DLC plan has been detailed, because the game's really hurting for content, obviously. Five content packs will be released through February 2020. Each pack will have one new stage, multiple songs, and one new fighter. Now, I should say, it'll be a full-fledged fighter. Not an Echo Fighter, so don't worry about getting Zombie Mario or BDSM Bowser or whatever the fuck. The packs will be $5.99 each, or you can get the $24.99 Fighters Pass. Side note, he has not confirmed that this will be the final pricing. He says it should be this. Yeah, it should vary based off of region. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. And then uh, Sakurai on the five <laughs> to be announced DLC pack said... <laughs> When will I ever rest? Yeah, this is the moment where he panned at the camera and looked like he was just dead inside. <laughs> he lost his soul to this. Um, okay, cool. So, I okay. People are very upset mm-hmm. because there is this fan theory out there, the Grinch leak, where they connected a designer that's also working on the new mm-hmm. Grinch animated film to assets for 
Smash Ultimate. Yeah, and stuff that had been leaked via Snapchat. Correct. <laughs> yes. And they thought characters like Isaac from what the Golden, fuck is? Sun. Golden Sun mm-hmm. and fucking Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie were going to be in the game. Uh, that didn't happen. Yeah, they crushed those dreams. Isaac is a fucking assist trophy. <laughs> well, they got one of them down. I think Ken was one of the rumored characters. Okay, so that was actual... Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. People were very disappointed because they built up this thing that was not confirmed. I'm going to be honest. Like, yeah, Gino is a cool character from Super Mario RPG, but I didn't even need him. I wasn't even thinking about him when I think about characters I want to fight and fuck people up with. Right. We also had people that that were in the know, in games media, that probably knew what was actually going to be announced, Uh trying to say, hey, take that Grinch leak with a grain of salt. Fans were attacking them and saying, why are you a plant? Is Nintendo paying you to say this and shit like that? And I'm like, y'all need to chill the fuck out. It, this is, I've heard some shit about the Smash fandom and I don't want to generalize, but I saw some shit the last few days. And uh, I was just like, are you insane? We have talked about the Smash community and fandom a lot over our two years doing this show. And it is probably one of the most toxic fandoms. <laughs> I don't know where their yeah. sense of entitlement is or toxic masculinity or where they feel they can get off sending death threats to people. But like, my dudes, chill out. Smash Ultimate is giving us like 75 plus characters. That's more than we could ever think to ask for. They could have released the game with half as many characters and y'all still would have ate this shit the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Okay, it would still sell like gangbusters. Come on. Leave people alone. Stop arguing about things that, well, I'm sorry. I understand your passion, but you're arguing about things that don't matter that much. Yeah. Hmm. And you're putting your expectations on people for things that weren't even there in the first place. That's a lot of pressure. You can see it in Sakurai's sagging eyes, what that pressure does to somebody. Okay. (sighs) All right. That's just a little, that's a save room heads up. I'm going to say it would have been cool to see Banjo-Kazooie in it. But we don't know that it's not going to happen. These five DLC plans that they have, they're going to be blind. Like, they're not going to tell us what's going to come from them ahead of time. So it might happen down the line. Maybe that's a deal that they have to work out with Microsoft or whatever. But I don't know. If he's not in the game, it doesn't matter to me. Because I'm sure they're going to have five characters that are pretty cool and unique. (laughs) You know Waluigi's going to be one of them. You know that they're finally going to relent. And I think that's dangerous to relent. (laughs) At this point, I would be very hopeful that he's in it. Really? You're hopeful about yeah. that guy? Who who else do you think that they could put in this uh, five-person pack? Master Chief. Master Chief? Yeah. Uh, Littlefoot from Land Before Time. Now you're just trolling me. Gex. I hate you. Yeah. I don't want any, but there's 74 fucking characters in this game. Yeah, like, you did tell me you're probably only going to play like five <laughs> of them. I'm going to play like five characters. Yeah. I'm going to play Link and Young Link and be satisfied, dude. All the characters I could possibly want are in That's Smash. That's true. That's a fair point. Okay. <laughs> They're in there with Echo Fighters even. Like, shut up. Gino should be... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Half the people crying for Gino and Isaac probably weren't even alive when those games came out. Like, they're just doing it for some weird Nintendo street cred. Shut up, come dude. On. Oh my god. Don't come at Nintendo thinking you're so out of touch and you're corrupt because you won't give me this obscure Japanese game. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Now we got the next thing that people are mad about. Oh Honestly, god, this, this is great. This seems like, like Nintendo going after fans' throats. <laughs> Y'all wanted Waluigi? Well, wait up. 
There's another fighter planting their plot, Piranha Plant. The villainous vine is sprouting into the game as an early purchase bonus. It's releasing sometime in February 2019, but anyone that downloads the game or registers their physical copy by January 31st will gain access to Mr. Plant. You gotta buy it after. Uh, wait a second. It says you gotta buy it after, and I have to wonder about that kind of person that would. <laughs> What were you going for there? I think I was going for, if anybody buys it after, I have to wonder about the kind of person. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> what do you think? I already screwed up. This <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so I think this is a cool little deal that between the launch of the game and January 31st, you can basically just, it's what, a download code? Uh, yeah, but you have to like turn it in for like my reward points yeah. or some shit. So you can pre-order the game or you can just buy it between this window and you get this free character. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Why isn't it in the fucking game? All 700 other... No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, are you into this? I mean, he turns into uh, Piranha Pete. Piranha. Yeah, yeah, oh Piranha. Yeah, Piranha for his, his, his final ultimate form. smash. That's so cool. Yeah, that's neat. Um, he looks cool. I don't know. I don't know that he was ever a character I thought would be in the game, but yeah. his range attacks look really cool. I think people's reactions were more fun to yeah. watch than watching gameplay footage. Of I watched people Pete. legitimately get upset and cry over it because they got Petey the little Piranha Plant over Banjo-Kazooie. Like, what? Come on, dude. Piranha Pete has been in every, every fucking Mario game since. Yeah. He has every right to be in that roster in fact you could say if you haven't been in video gaming for 30 years like motherfucking <laughs> piranha plant you don't get to be in the roster dog get on That's out true. you don't get to be dlc <laughs> <laughs> uh hard and fast rule i know but I get, sometimes we gotta do it i gotta say the um the reveal for it was pretty cool though the gameplay hmm. uh, moments and even seeing like Mario kind of walk up looking all pissed. <laughs> yeah, because this fucking plant was fucking up the day. His brother's fucked up. I, yeah, man. I, I love seeing Mario pissed off. That's great. <laughs> all right. So next up on this list, and this is the final thing that I want to shout out. They, they really did detail like 10,000 aspects of the game. Down to, like, the language menus. Like, come on, you don't have to explain this much. Who Who's eating this up talking about, like, here's a random screenshots of what I can communicate? I'm like, no, 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 who cares? We did decide, though, that we're going to change the language to Japanese. Yeah. And play the game entirely in that Japanese. That sounds great. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> real great there. Now, there is a single-player mode called World of Light, and it's going to take place uh, in place of the adventure mode from, like, the previous games. The light refers to the beams of energy that obliterated each of the fighters in an introductory video. It's actually one of the few parts of this game we don't know much about, except that the good round boy Kirby has somehow escaped judgment. <laughs> Have you seen any of the mashups of this trailer with Infinity Wars trailer? No, I haven't. It's so good. Actually, I think I did retweet it on our Twitter at some point. Oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I'll, ch I'll check it out. I've been seeing... Oh, first of all, every direct that Nintendo does is a license to print memes. Mm. I've been seeing delicious, <laughs> delicious memes come out of this fucking direct. Even whether it be people upset or... <laughs> People making jokes about fucking Snake just laying down and dying in that video. <laughs> there was a tear of like how the different characters handled their respective fates. And some of them just like laid down and took it. Others actually actively tried to get away. Like the bit where fucking Falcon tries to jump into his uh, F-Zero car and gets obliterated before he hits the <laughs> so seat is so good. Yeah, we saw like a little footage of it. There's like an overworld map and it looks like you take on missions yeah. to unlock more characters or something like that. Everyone got spiritized and now they have evil 
counterparts or some shit. Yeah, I got to see Mario get dripped into an evil mold. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on, but cool that there's a single-player element. It's more than what Capcom does with their fucking fighting games. Well, I'll give it to them. With their adventure modes and first-player things, they've always put a lot of care and thought mm-hmm. into it. And I think it's cool... Um, to have there and give us reasons to keep coming back and try to unlock characters because at this point we don't know if that's the only way you're going to be able to unlock all 75 or so but i imagine that most of them will be unlocked throughout that so as long as it's not through the spirit mode oh my god i'm still confused by i really don't want to spend any time with that to be honest yeah i'll give it a swing and that's it i got a i got a question for you so what is like the coveted smash like adventure mode like is it is it the one from melee or did brawl have one that everyone loved like what what were people wanting from this one i forget the name of uh the one from brawl but brawl story mode is pretty hailed as like one of the best ones it takes you through different scenarios with each of the characters it's really it's a really kind of cool crossover Mm -hmm. narrative where they introduce like sonic and these scenarios and other characters like kind of very organically melee had one but it wasn't i remember that one it wasn't narrative heavy it really just had you um going through 10 tiers of fights and just fighting your way through different enemy sets okay weird i know so people seem to like really enjoy brawl because that's what i heard because even on the nintendo site explaining the direct they mentioned well it's not quite like adventure mode from brawl like they that they have to Mm -hmm. go in front of it like that i think they know they have to stoke like that flame Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay and it's not like uh, i think emissary mode from yeah the last one what was that one called smash brothers 4 uh oh yeah yeah yeah. that's that's the one i was thinking of Mm -hmm. that's one from brawl right that is the adventure mode from Brawl. Brawl is the one from Wii. The Wii U one. It had a different... What was the Wii U one called? Was it just Smash Brothers Wii U? Uh, Maybe, or Smash Brothers 4. I don't remember at this point, to be honest. Fans call it Smash 4. Smash 4, yes. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm stoked for the story mode. It looks cool. I like the overworld uh, map and seeing the characters move around. Kind of like little... It reminded me of um, Mario Party. Mm. Like pieces on a map just kind of moving along to different points on it yeah i'm i'm down whatever there's already looks like there's millions of hours of gameplay in this fucking game already yeah. you think we're gonna get super lost in it no i think we're gonna have our fun and just walk the fuck away after a little while really what do what we smash people here's something you really didn't know about me you love smash i'm i used to be a huge smash fan uh, back okay. in the melee days i would take my gamecube everywhere i would mm. take it to friends houses i would take it to school yeah um in between like rehearsals for drama we would play it in the dressing rooms okay like so i got super super into playing it um back in the day and even like in my early college years i kind of fell off with brawl because i didn't have a wii immediately but then by the time i got it like nobody was playing it they were already on to smash 4 or even the 3ds one yeah i gotta admit so. the, the last smash i was really into was uh melee mm-hmm. yeah i didn't i didn't, didn't fuck with smash like that i, I didn't be... have friends daniel i That's didn't have true. friends to play games with I play Eternal Darkness by myself. Played your gex in your room with your Mountain Dews and lived your solitary life. Mountain Dews and some French fries, and (laughs) that's what I did. The one thing that's funny about this is they called back one of the original points from the Smash Brothers game from N64, Hmm. where they're like, hey, you guys remember when these Nintendo characters were actually toys? Yeah, (laughs) that was the weirdest fucking shit. (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay, so apparently they're all fighting to get back to the real world where they are inanimate. Yes. So... Their life of constant battle is so distressing and so taxing on their their souls, they would rather be non-existent. That's heavy, dog. I mean, if I was being invaded by a fucking glove army, yeah, I'd want to be non-existent too. (laughs) (laughs) 
<coughs> I'm excited. I know people are pissed. Whatever. <laughs> You're going to buy it. 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 Then the next thing on here involves BlizzCon. BlizzCon had a lot of uh, announcements, and there's one announcement that didn't quite jive with people, but we will get into that as kind of a mini topic. Here's what happened. BlizzCon has come and gone, but fans are left with plenty of exciting announcements about their favorite properties, and who the fuck am I kidding? They're hate-shitting their pants over a mobile game. That's this year's takeaway, and even Blizzard seems surprised by just how much some of their fans suck. Before we get to that, Blizzard had a handful of legitimately cool reveals during their opening ceremony, including Warcraft 3 Reforged. It's a remake of the real-time strategy classic. Blizzard is forging the game from the ground up, but looks to retain the essence of the 2002 PC hit. Blizzard intends to have it out sometime in 2019. That's probably one of the more safe safer announcements that they made mm-hmm. at BlizzCon that people were on board with. Uh, I, I've i never really got into RTS strategies. I don't know if you ever fucked around with a Warcraft or StarCraft or anything like that. No, I mean, I played around with mm-hmm. a StarCraft 64 back in the day. Um, I did play other RTSs slash tower defense games. Like, I was really into, like, Command and Conquer. All oh, right, right. Like, right, I was right. super into, like, Tiberian Sun back in the day when I had a PC, but, yeah. Yeah, Army Men? Any of the Army Men games? No. Some of them were RTSs. I think one was actually called Army and Ar- Army Men RTS. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense, though. All right, well, we can skip past that. We got more to say about this. New Blizzard short reunion premiered. Wait, you wrote this. What I the did. fuck? Yeah, I slipped that in there. <laughs> you want to read it? Sure. I can do the Overwatch ones. I don't care. Um, so on the Overwatch side of things, we got a new Blizzard short that premiered. It's called Reunion. Um, it's set in the Route 66 map. It enters with McCree drinking coffee at the famed panorama dimer as an explosion goes off following a train heist by the deadlocking uh, what follows is a confrontation with mccree securing an omnic from the gang's payload yeah who's that omnic uh, i don't really know some people speculated that w- it was athena um she's yeah. the voice you hear kind of in the <clears throat> lobbies where it's like now approaching numbani i think it is right it's voiced by a different voice actress oh so. fuck this just got thick but it, it's interesting because like he kind of secures her and it seems like they have a history together right right, right, and right. he's like okay i gotta go do this thing but i need you to go get back with the monkey and he doesn't reference him quite as winston so it, i feel like it's somebody different okay because athena knows winston huh yeah that's strange but it was i don't know in typical blizzard fashion it was a really cool short i liked getting to see mccree in action sure, sure, um, sure. and with that we see a cool confrontation with what is going to be character number 29 ash a new dps hero is joining overwatch she's a future goth cowboy and the leader of the deadlock gang ash relies on a repeater light rifle even though this is a universe where scientist gorillas use lightning guns a shotgun assisted boost jump and her ult involves a chapping robo gentleman named b.o.b laying down some law some outlaw (laughs) (laughs) yeah so she looks cool uh i i'm into it i know that there's some complaints here and there uh, people are saying that they're going the Pixar route with making some of their characters look very, very similar. Mm-hmm. So apparently a lot of their female characters like Widowmaker, Tracer all have kind of the same face. And I did see an overlay where I was like, yeah, we actually recently saw this argument with Mercy and Brigetta where the f- character designs in the face were very mm-hmm. much lifted. Right. I, I think the one thing, and I totally understand this criticism, is that uh, a lot of fans are like, well, all of the male characters are varied and have kind of like interesting faces mm-hmm. or different faces, or some are even allowed to be unattractive and still be a hero. Yeah. Whereas the female characters are all like gorgeous examples of, of their species. Save for Zarya. Save for Zarya. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zarya, I, actually, that was my one thing too. And everyone's like, yes, save for Zarya. 
but even she looks a little the same in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I think maybe that's just like the art style. That's kind of a thing. But sure, people can keep it mindful. But every time you announce something, it seems like gamers will have 50 things that they wanted instead mm-hmm. and use that as criticisms instead of like talking about the thing that is there. Yeah. You know? For me, like when they announce a new character in Overwatch, like you can take it or leave it. Like the last character, Hammond, I don't give a fuck about actually. Hated Hammond. That actually changed the atmosphere of the game for me to the point where I don't even really care to play it anymore because it's people just trolling as Hammond. Actually, he's one of the biggest reasons why I just don't engage in the game that yeah. much anymore. I was just like, yeah, a lot of fights go south pretty quickly because of this fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. I'm spending a lot more time like picking off his bombs and killing him than I am worrying yeah. about the point or any of that shit. But here's my thing. The last few characters that they... Uh, uh, released Hammond Moira um, Bridget's cool to be honest um, but I haven't really cared for him but the thing is like so I don't care about him I don't engage with him is the thing mm. Ash looks cool Ash looks like a character that I'm gonna spend some time with yeah and the alt with Bob that yeah. seems neat too very cool yeah yeah, yeah. and my, my favorite thing Jennifer Hale is playing uh, Ash hell so yeah that's fucking great I hope that there's like a lot of interplay between her and McCree since they seem to have an established history. They do. When he goes away, when he drives away at the end of the short on his motorcycle, you actually see like an old photo of them together. Oh, shit. I don't know. I want to see their intermingling voice lines. I think that's going to be really cool. Another bit of outcry people had with it is the fact that this character is another instances of them underrepresenting types of women in the game okay so they're like oh we're getting another white woman where are the mm. african-american women of color in the game and it's like well yeah that's a fair point we've gotten some but um just because they did another white woman doesn't mean you won't get something down the line mm-hmm. well i think as we'll see later a lot of reaction is that because we got one thing means we are not getting enough, yeah. like what we want essentially and that's not always true and i I think especially blizzard listens to the fan feedback or at least the overwatch sector does Mm -hmm. uh but the next thing on here is hearthstone is getting a new expansion called rastacon rumble hearthstone is a virtual card game and you couldn't pay me to play it okay (laughs) that's all i wrote up for that one yeah we're not really big into the the card game scheme (laughs) not at all i'm Uh, sorry save your gwent save your hearthstones i'm I'm sure this is really cool for people apparently this is one of the the first expansion that actually um run parallel to the current story uh or lore in world of warcraft so people are excited about that cool that's that's great shit also there's a new character in heroes of the storm that's unique to that universe instead of being from another game cool yeah whatever that, this is the thing about BlizzCon. I think we covered 2016, like, two years ago, and it was a lot of details of stuff we didn't necessarily care nah. for, but I'm sure the people who love these IPs, yeah. it's big for them. Like, here's a big thing. Uh, World of Warcraft Classic will reset the clock to a 14-year-old version of the game. Yeah. This version of the famed MMO will dial the game back to patch 1.12, the last patch before the game's first expansion, Burning Crusade. I remember selling that at GameStop. Wow. Normal WoW subscriptions will work on the game, and it'll be fully playable by next summer. This is a really interesting project, because... We talk about that a lot, about how games evolve. We've Mm -hmm. even talked about it with Overwatch, where I had this pitch about how I wanted to see playlists that were just, like, basic classic. You know, the original roster of characters kind of um, regress to their original Mm -hmm. alts and power-ups and stuff. What'd you call it? A D-patch mode? Yeah, D-patch mode. Because I remember the days that Symmetra Symmetra was a viable character. Mm -hmm. I do. I remember when I mained her. (laughs) I remember that too. (laughs) That don't happen no more. And it's kind of sad to see that a character can be reconfigured so significantly to make it so where, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. 
that's crazy to me because it's not like hey i went back watch night like halloween 1978 and oh fuck they gave michael myers a red mask because i guess it's more noticeable and dark and dark scenes um i kind of remember the white mask (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't happen for other mediums you know i mean it happened with um the george lucas star wars movies where when he re-released them on vhs he added scenes and added special (laughs) effects people hated that i hated it too it looks so goofy man god so i i don't know your feelings on the wow have you ever played wow or you you've had friends that are super super into wow yeah uh i have actually two friends um they're, they're now separated but they met over wow and i know the community for it's really big but for me it's it was never a game that spoke to me so gotcha yeah Here, speaking of things that don't speak to people we're going to talk about the most contentious announcement there Diablo Immortal is a brand new mobile-only entry into the series. Developed with Chinese studio NetEase, Immortal borrows the core experience of Diablo 3, including its art style, and translates it for the device you use to take nudes with. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> Excuse me. The story is tucked between Diablo 2 and 3 and features six playable uh, player classes from the third game. Given that most fans were hoping to see Diablo 4, or failing that, a Diablo 1 or 2 remake, the reaction has been proportionate to any disappointment revolving around a beloved franchise. Which is to say it's been fucking apocalyptic. I want to say they did a Q&A right after they did this trailer, and mm-hmm. a dude legitimately asked them, hey, is this an April Fool's joke? That's so fucking, <laughs> like, I get it. I, I know you're the edgelord hero of your community, but you don't do that to the devs, especially in a position like that. I would be mortified. I would literally, if I was in a position of power and I was the guy that was announcing a game and fans came at me like that, I would motherfucking say, we're going to give you trailers next year. We're not doing a showcase. Fuck you. I don't know who it was on stage presenting, but I saw the two guys literally uh, not- Wyatt something. I saw them not know how to handle it. Because like, I think in mm-hmm. their mind, they were legitimately excited to elevate this experience right. and show it off. And they were just met with- backlash immediately here's the other piece of that and we talked about this in the last episode blizzard released a letter saying basically to to, like an open letter to diablo fans saying hey we know what you're expecting without saying what it was Mm -hmm. but this ain't that we're going to be talking about diablo 3 and we're going to have other exciting announcements about the diablo universe because we're working on multiple projects and there are multiple teams but the one that you want (laughs) we'll talk about it when it's ready they were not ready to show d4 man that's that's what it is do you think people would have been just satisfied and sated if they just did a title card Yes, and I think that's cheap. And I think And I think Blizzard has a little more respect for their fans. And what happened was the absolute opposite. People are saying that they don't understand their fans. And I get that. You went to a fucking PC-centric event and decided to announce that a mobile game is the last thing you showed at a Diablo conference. I probably would have walked in there and fucked with the schedule a little bit too, you know? I think Bethesda did that actually during E3. Yeah. Uh, wait, what do you mean? Um, they ended, like, one of the... The last things that they actually had available was Elder Scrolls Blades. Right. That mobile game. And then they announced title cards for games that they were yeah. working on down the line. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are making that comparison, too. They should have done this. They should have showed fucking just in progress or something. And I get it. I get it. I get it. You mm. want the announcement. But we don't know that they're ready for that. We don't know that they're ready to be put on the hook for that kind of expectation. Right now, all Bethesda, or I'm sorry, Blizzard is saying is something's in the works. You know, that's how they've always operated. And I know that's frustrating, but I feel like if you've been a Blizzard fan for more than like a year and a half, you come to know that that is how they operate. They take years to gestate their games. And when they're ready to show them, they show them. It sucks because I feel like they go about stuff at their own pace and they do the quality work that they need to in that in that way. 
but Blizzard fans give them flack when they don't announce things, and then when they take too long to make them happen. Mm -hmm. It's like, Blizzard doesn't just shit out a game and walk away from it. They're not fucking EA. They take so much time and care into their properties and support them so long-term. That's why people are still playing fucking Warcraft. They're still playing Starcraft Mm -hmm. 2. They're playing Overwatch three years out, like... Because these games get continued love and support. And I think, here, here's the thing. This is like the... So apparently the mentality that most gamers have is that if a studio is working on one thing, they are not working on something else. People are thinking that Diablo Immortal is what we're getting instead of Diablo 4. That is not the case, my dudes. This is just something that they're doing. And I get it. Here's the other thing. If it's not for you... Walk away from it. What the fuck do you care? <laughs> what the fuck do you care? Okay, cool. That's not for me. Or hmm, I wish something similar was coming out to PC. Cool. Issue those disappointments in a fucking acceptable manner that that is digestible by people. Don't blast them, dog. Yeah. They blasted this dude on stage. That's that's super super disrespectful. Especially if you consider yourself a Blizzard fan. Like you could have asked them anything else and saved that for yeah. the comment section. Right. Exactly. And I know a lot of people are making the argument was like, well, I spend money, so I get to say whatever the fuck I want. Da, 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 da. Cool. 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 This has not come out yet. You have not spent money. They are not forcing you to get this. No one is breaking your fingers until you buy this on your Android. And also, just because you do buy a product as a consumer doesn't mean you're entitled to how it comes out. Right. (laughs) Anyway. So apparently, when Kotaku spoke to Blizzard co-founder Alan Adham, he says that backlash was expected, but, uh, quote, not to this degree, end Mm -hmm. quote. And I I, I think I'm inclined to agree, you know? But... Uh, so apparently the announcement trailer, I don't even know what it's at anymore, but when I wrote this, it was at 10,000 likes and 275,000 dislikes. Wow. People are dunking on it so hard I think bitching. they deleted it and re-uploaded it and then disabled comments. Yes. Oh, oh, really? I'm so glad because I actually picked some choice comments before they took it down. Here we go, brother. Such as, quote, just came to leave my humble dislike, end quote. <laughs> Next one. This was a really weird way to announce you guys were simply killing the franchise. Okay, cool. Nice. And the next one is, I've never played a Diablo game, and I feel pissed off and disrespected. What the fuck? Why? What does it matter to you, then? People are drawn to hate. This guy is proof positive. It's like moss to a flame, man. If if somebody's shitting their pants loudly on the internet, people just swarming, like, yeah, fuck Blizzard! And it's just like, what's your stake in Blizzard? I don't know. Did they make Call of Duty? (laughs) (laughs) And then my last one is my absolute favorite. No king rules forever, my son. R.I.P. Diablo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the fucking melodrama. Yo, dog. <laughs> that one cracked me so, up. So, the outcry is always going to be louder than the praise here. I think what Blizzard did for Diablo for this BlizzCon was pretty cool. They hyped up Diablo 3 on the Switch. They sure. elevated that experience. Sure. They want to bring a beloved franchise to mobile, and I think that's okay. The marble mo- market, while not for us, is one of the biggest gaming markets that exists. Yeah. So for them to maybe <clears throat> want to try something new in that medium and maybe get the brand out there for people who haven't played it, that's awesome. Let them experiment in the space. Yo, dude, and hey, you ever think about this? Like, them actually doing something that's way more accessible to a larger group of people for this brand mm-hmm. could only help the rest of the projects yes. that are being made for the Diablo franchise. They're going to get better funding for Diablo 4 because of this. Yep, 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 yep. I know that there's concerns about, you know, how they're going to monetize Diablo Immortal, and yeah, that's, that's going to be there, man. Those concerns are real. Yeah. I get that. But if you don't like it, voice your concerns and walk away. Don't 
shit on people endlessly or even attack individuals. We always have to say this on the show. I don't understand. Do not attack the creators. Aim your criticisms to the company at large that's mm-hmm. telling them to make this game in the first place. I don't understand. You know, don't fucking go after devs and be like, fuck you. You don't understand. Shut up. I mean, they think it's the easiest way to express their uh, concerns and have a, a result. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> because uh, most of these cases, that's probably coming from the publisher. It might be Blizzard Activision being like, hey, we need to try our hand here because this is very popular and this is where we want our money. We want our money, guys. Sure. They, they could have their fucking boot to their back right now. But like, you know, they're still putting putting some love into it, you know. But if it's not for you, it's not for you. Leave it at that. What the fuck? Is it free to play or is there a price tag? I, I have it? no idea. Okay. I don't know if they've announced uh, the details of that yet, but I'm sure there's going to be some level of microtransactions to it. We saw the gameplay trailer for it. It looks pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it didn't look that bad. And it seems like it goes beyond your standard like dungeon crawling gameplay. Like There seems like there was not necessarily like platforming, but more action elements. There was jumping. There were like cool like quick time sort of segments. Well, there's this one. You're on like a raft on a river. I was just like, that's really neat too. And also, I'm kind of interested in this time frame. Gap. Mapping, uh, or bridging the gap between two, two and, three. and three hell yeah i'm into that i'm into that fully. i really love the setting of two and three was cool i like that they kind of picked up a new tristam and really just brought the apocalypse there to a <laughs> yeah. higher degree but yeah let me see what happens and then bringing these characters from two and three into it dope yeah dude i get it you're disappointed but fuck you don't have to be this angry about it it ain't that it's not like they canceled diablo 4 in favor of a mobile game it's not that fucking serious guys Come like on. the next time you hit send on something as vitriolic and shitty as some of the things i've been seeing out there why don't you just fucking pause and leave it in your drafts man get it out go, go ahead go ahead and type that that bad boy out and just put it in your drafts Usually it's an instance of being like, okay, people can hide behind this anonymous avatar on the internet and say what they say, but literally people are doing videos. They're fucking bombasting them in Q and A's. Like people don't care in this instance. They're like, we want Blizzard to know that they let us down. When in reality, like, no, they didn't let you down. They never said they were doing this in the first place. <laughs> no. But that open letter said, yeah, it's worth thinking about it. We're working on it, but the release schedule for it is unknown. I don't know, dude. There's no reason to be this shitty to even about something that you love. It's not like they're fucking. I don't know about this. I'm not on board with the the hate that's coming their way. I'm and not on board with the game. No, it looks fine. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I've I've never much engaged with the mobile market anyway. Yeah. But speaking of criticisms huh. and contempt and disagreements, Ooh. here and there. What are we getting into? You want to get into our open forum talk about Red Dead Redemption Two? Of course I do. Fuck here yeah. is our Red Dead Two shoot from the hip Russians now. Oh, I don't even know where to fucking begin with this game. Well, take your boots off first. I think there's a snake in there. Oh, oh shit! shit. <laughs> Something's going on. <laughs> the mic knocks over. <laughs> okay, so I will say this: the game is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are certain things in this game that are so engrossing to me, and why I keep on going back to it. But overall, it is systematically flawed. There's so many systems in this game at play. Your stamina system, you gotta eat. Your horse, you gotta brush his ass. He gets, if he gets too dirty, his stamina reduces faster. You need to keep clean horse, son. Oh, feed that bad boy too, because his feet hurt. <laughs> I'm actually not mad about that system in terms of some of the other ones. You, you, you like- I, I like taking care of my horse. This game is basically a fucking 4K horse simulator. <laughs> 4K Tamagotchi with a horse, I love it um 
But there's just certain things that feel very, very archaic, you know, how Arthur, your main character, moves. I get it, Rockstar. You're open world games. You make people fucking tap X to run. You didn't have to do that here. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, he's super tanky. I do like that they let you toggle the option to tap X to run um, against just hitting it once or holding it. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you for giving me that option. Thank Otherwise, you. this game would be a fucking horrendous slog. But he's still awkward yeah. from stopping and going because they over-animate Arthur. You know, yeah. where, where he's like, even when you like get him to a halt, he still takes like three steps forward. Like he's fucking the original Super Mario. Locomotion in the camps is atrocious. It's horrible. And also you walk too slow. There's no like, my perfect um, kind of compromise would be put it on the stick where pushing forward slightly makes him walk and mm-hmm. then pushing it all the way makes him run. What is wrong with that? We've seen many games do that already. Rockstar, why do you think you're better than that? Why do you think you're above that? It makes it feel like shit. I feel so, 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 so slowed. I feel like somebody slapped me with a fistful of Quaaludes and I booted this fucking game up. Oh, thank my boots. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fucking just walking through sand this entire game. Like, I get that they really did want it to be a slow, plotting, deliberate experience where you mm-hmm. really are supposed to take things at a walking pace and take everything in. But, like, it didn't need to be in every aspect of the game. You have to, like, also keep in mind, I get it, I get it. This is the most realistic cowboy simulator on the market. Mm-hmm. But there, it's st- still an entertainment product, you know? And some of those things that are supposed to, like, immerse you in the experience really take me out of it because I'm stuck managing it and viewing it as a chore, you know? Well, here's the interesting argument. It comes down to what you define as fun and entertainment. Mm -hmm. This might not be fun to us, but this might be somebody's fucking toy box and playground that they love. Dream come true. Anybody who's raised on John Ford, Clint Eastwood movies, this is a dream come true. I get it. I straddled that question so so many times. I'm like, I'm not having fun all the time, but does that not mean, does that mean that it's not a good game? Mm -hmm. Does that not mean we shouldn't have our attention to it? My problem is like coming off of a game like Spider-Man that really throws you in it and equips you with everything you need from the get-go and really just wants you to play the game and get into it at your quickest race. Like, I don't know. Like, And then to go to this where it's like very, very slow. I don't know. It's not fun by comparison, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that there isn't like merit and beauty to be found. Yeah, I, I would stop playing this game if I didn't find something fun about it yeah of course of course of course but i i think back like look at mechanics in resident evil games the whole like if i run out of ammo i'm fucked in a fight is that necessarily fun but no that's a part of it it's about how the systems interplay with each other you mm-hmm. know the inventory management and how you get into fights and all that they when they are cobbled together it makes one experience that you're like oh this clicks mm-hmm. red dead for me when i'm getting these systems together the whole campfire thing or Fast travel, perfect instance. I have to buy a map from my camp. And by the way, it's really hard to accrue money in this fucking game. Yeah, especially when you have bounties out on you every other minute. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I have to get a map, and then I can fast travel back to locations I've been to before. I'm treated to about 10 minutes of cutscenes to get there, but it happens. Mm -hmm. And when I finally get there, I can't fast travel back. Nor can I fast travel to multiple areas because my map is stuck at my camp. So my other alternative is, oh, I go, I unlock stagecoaches, and then I pay a fee to fast travel back, and I'm treated to more cutscenes, and I'm treated to more getting to A to B and worrying about that more than what I actually intended or set out to do to begin with, Mm -hmm. whether it be take on a bounty or go hunting. I have to manage these systems. And so when they're all together and interlaced together, 
it's much dog Mm -hmm. you realize that i'm putting as much effort into this game as i am like going to work or living a life i gotta commute to work i gotta make sure i'm fed oh i forgot to brush my teeth gotta go back and do that and do the 30 second second animation (laughs) you know it's like shit dude the realism isn't really furthering my enjoyment when there's certain components that do in that game that that's what it comes down to okay you know and okay so overall i enjoy the story I am surprised at how fucking slow this game gets off to. The first two hours of it, it just, it drags. Like, I've, I've made the comparison other people have that it opens very much like a, a old Western or even like more recently like the Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. where it's building exposition in the slowest fucking way it can. Because you're part of the... Um, what is it, the Vanderlyn gang? Yeah. So they want you to get to know this group of people. They want you to get to know the trials. The idea is that you guys went out to the West, started exploring the Western frontier, but the Old West is dead, so now you're fleeing back to the East. You're being chased by these Pinkertons, and you're basically trying to lay low and create a new life for yourselves while being you know on the run Mm -hmm. so they kind of set the tone for that in a really interesting way i think it just takes too long to get up and going it's like the fact (sighs) that the first two hours i'm not even like at camp yet i'm not even engaging with the game the way i want to that's a problem (laughs) i had to think about how like some of the players that bought this game knowing rockstar's pedigree what a fucking about face this game might be for them you know going from like the the wildness of gta online part Mm fives online where you can do backflips on a fucking jet harrier to this game that takes 700 hours to get through the first (laughs) well even by comparison like red dead redemption 2010 that game like you have maybe like an opening cinematic intro before you go to that first like um open area and then the game you're already playing the game you're engaging with it the way you want to yeah you're doing tutorial missions but you're doing open world stuff like you're already Mm -hmm. in it yeah (laughs) and i gotta say as much as like yeah i like the whole dynamic of the vanderlyn gang but Mm -hmm. There's something to be that takes away from it, where it takes away from your own agency, where there is a good and bad meter in the game. Mm-hmm. But perfect point that a lot of people are making is that I can be saving a woman who has her leg caught underneath her dead horse. Mm-hmm. And then I take her back to home and she's like, thank you. You truly are an angel. You're the best. Da, 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 da. End of that mission. And then I take on a story mission and I'm beating somebody for money. I'm mm-hmm. beating them senselessly because John Marston's in the back rooting me on. Just idiot a lesson. <laughs> that that's one of my problems with the game where it really you're playing as an evil man. Like I right. I have a disconnect with um Arthur Morgan because I just I can't relate to him. And the instances where I have my own agency and I want to do good, I feel good doing those things because I know it's gonna play out, or because I wanna play um, you know, the white hat role and, and do something noble right. when it's intersposed by me being a fucking um loan shark or beating people's faces and I'm like, I don't know that I wanna do this. Um, the game does very thoughtfully make you feel bad about it later on. Mm-hmm. But in the opening hours, I'm like, I kind of hate this. I don't want to be this person. Daniel, <laughs> that's not the dream of Westworld. Westworld is a place you can go to <laughs> and be whoever you want. Right. But there's no backstory narrative where I'm a bad guy hanging out with a bunch of fucking outlaws, including a, a fucking uh, Austrian loan shark mm-hmm. and this one dude, Javier, who wants to go on home evasions almost every other yeah. night. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> 
I gotta say, juxtapose with um the story of Red Dead Redemption, I like the bet of John Marston because I like being a grifter, coming to a town, having my own agency, and my doing my own thing. I don't like being part of an outlaw family mm-hmm. where I feel like indebted to them or my story is their story. Like, I don't know. John Marston's story is a little better and it's a little more fill in the blanks with it mm-hmm. how you want to make his story what you want to make of it yeah he's there for a quest of redemption but you have the agency to do good and evil in between i feel like this game takes that away from me a lot of the time i i totally agree <laughs> yeah. i really don't feel like i have the opportunity to write my own western story yeah you know because it's already being fed to me so that that's a that's a weird is that an example of ludo narrative dissonance maybe a little bit maybe a tiny bit huh i mean because you can do whatever you want in the open world but i think the stark juxtaposition of the story wanting you to play it a certain way yeah. takes away your own agency right and again managing the systems is a fucking slog i feel mm. like i remember one instance where i was like hey i'm gonna go out on a deer hunt because i need like food and i need like a pelt whatever mm. and it took all goddamn day dude the fast travel is woefully inefficient so i'm out riding the planes trying to get to that point mm. it takes goddamn 10 minutes to get across this gigantic map they spent eight, eight years making it's so huge and when i finally got there it was getting towards dark and then john is like my health is like flashing at me. i'm like oh wait a second shit he's hungry oh fuck i gotta cook what i just made all right and then i sat down mm-hmm. it's nighttime i'm cooking i'm going through seven different animations just to make like one goal happen and then i have to go to bed <laughs> and then i wake up and i have to break down my camp and then i gotta I go like wait a second there's nothing really going on in the map right now weird there's no mission to take on where the fuck am i where do i go yeah it's gonna be like 15 minutes to get to the nearest town uh shit (laughs) sometimes i do feel like i'm kind of ambling the world i feel very directionless Yeah, exactly the comparison for me is um breath of the wild where the way it sets you loose in that world especially with all of its systems and its open worldness and kind of being ambivalent like i feel lost granted at that point it is what you make of it you can choose to play it however you want but it's like i like a little bit of direction you do get quests and and narrative things along the way that you can just kind of go to from point to point if you don't feel like dicking around in a larger than life open world but i don't know it it, it isn't always fun for me. Sometimes I want a game to hold my hand. Sometimes I don't want this vast, sprawling experience. Mm-hmm. But on the counterpoint, sometimes I do because there are some really cool moment-to-moment things that are happening there. That day you just spoke of where like you feel like you won a whole day cycle and didn't do anything, yeah, like maybe I feel like I did like one or two or three things maybe, but sometimes I look back on it and I'm like, hmm, I did some cool shit for as few things as I did. I'm so glad you hit it because that's my juxtaposition about this game. That's my other side. Yeah. Sometimes I find it tedious, but other times, like, I I don't know. Uh, there's this one mission that has you kind of um, going after these famous gunslingers and taking a picture of them and talking oh, to them. My favorite side quest. And it took me all day to go through these swamps and meet, uh, what is her name? Black, Black Bessie? Bell. Or Black Bell? Black Bell. Yeah. Gotcha. I meet her. I get into this huge gunfight because bounty hunters are after her ass because mm-hmm. she's more infamous than me. And I help her out. It's neat. We have a cool conversation that's very, like... That's one thing about the writing in this game, too. It's a little more grounded than what you would find from a traditional Rockstar game. People aren't being crazy over the top. Some people are just telling you, like, yeah, dude, uh, my fucking family got sick, and that's why I'm out here hoeing these fields. And Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, shit, okay. You want me to lasso something? (laughs) And you get some relation from um, Arthur because he's like, yeah, I've been there. I get that. Right. So I kind of like those moments. I like these moments more than the main story, Mm -hmm. more than where it takes me otherwise. Well. As the narrative is kind of picking up past like the tutorial missions, like I think I'm 15 to 20 hours in and I'm still kind of doing tutorial narrative missions here and there. Yeah, for um, sure. But the narrative is picking up and escalating for yeah, okay. me. Um, the one that happens at the end of chapter two is really engrossing. 
Maybe it's kind of a situation where uh, back when Dragon Age Inquisition came out, people were getting stuck in the beginning area, the hinterlands, mm-hmm. and not experiencing like the full idea of the game. And so they had one very like kind of myopic impression of it. Maybe that's what's happening with Red Dead's first two chapters, because I just feel Maybe. like it, it meanders too much without really giving you a sense of like, here's your direction, here's your goal. You know, I'm not being carried forward in the right way. It's mm-hmm. just, I feel like every time I turn a corner, it's a new like, fuck, another system I have to manage. The bounty system, for instance. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I accidentally ran over somebody's pig and now there's a $45 bounty on my head. And like, I could be just talking to somebody, turn around, somebody guns me in the goddamn face. It's way too easy or to die in this I've game. actually had instances too where I've been talking to somebody and because I'm not too familiar with the, the controller schema, I accidentally punch them, they punch me. I accidentally try and like de-escalate the situation. Yeah. I take out my gun and shoot them. Now there's a bounty on me. Now I'm wanted by 20 sheriff. Now I'm shooting them <laughs> right. out and I have to flee out my horse. <laughs> So like, I've had a three hundred dollar bounty on my head, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Three hundred dollars is like thirty grand in the wild west. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it gets a little ridiculous, but sometimes those moments are kind of fun. You're like, oh shit, this is what's happening now. Exactly. Okay. There's a juxtaposition. I have fun with some of the nonsense that the game throws at me. Mm-hmm. Some of the other nonsense I'm not into that I wish I can speed through. I think the problem is I've, I've been hearing that the narrative is like sixty hours long. Just the story itself, not even what you do in the cursory open world stuff. Yeah. So yeah. to get a vertical slice at like fifteen hours in, it's kind of hard. Yeah, I feel that. I feel um, that. because yeah, you really aren't gonna get the full thing until maybe you're halfway through it and out of the tutorials and learning everything else, or, or getting comfortable with the systems. Mm-hmm. That uh, makes sense. I don't know. I I feel like I do have a lot of flack for it, but I also have a lot of praise for it because there is a lot of care and detail that one in this game that pays off for me. It just I have to be in the mindset to want to sit down with it. If I'm coming into it like wanting something super fun and quick and engaging like Spider-Man, I'm that's not, not this game. I'm not going to get it like that. Yeah. But I'm going to get something thoughtful and plotting. And if I'm willing to go along for the ride, it does pay off. Um, does. There's there's some moments of extreme fun to be had in this game. Yeah. I, I I stole somebody's fucking stagecoach. I broke into an oil refinery and took it and actually successfully sneaked through it. Uh-huh. And then they chased me down on horseback, and I actually got into a horseback gunfight, took them the fuck out, and I was like. Whew, that was actually fun. Yeah. That shit's cool. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really cool. Granted, um, I don't think the the gunplay is the best. I do no. love getting into gunfights here and there, because, like, the cover system's cool, and, like, the Deadeye system, like, that works for me, like I said before, over the VAT system. It works <laughs> on the fly. The thing is, you have to manage it via tonics, so you have to be very cautious of, like, yeah. whether it's full or empty, because you might, like, rely on it, and you'd be like, oh, shit, I can't. But you can, you know, quick map it and pull it up and take a tonic and boom. I will say, if we, we can't come at Fallout for having a mess of menus because this fucking game yeah. has an absolute barrage of menus. Yeah. And the way that they handle the weapon wheel is so goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the whole, I hate the whole, like, hold down on the right stick to and then release the L1 button in order to, like, equip. I was like, no, that shit sucks. Let yeah. me press X on it. And then the other thing is you always have to constantly re-equip Arthur after you go to bed or whatever mm-hmm. from your horse because your horse has all your inventory yeah in the saddle it's like a moving inventory so it's, you get into a few situations early on where you just dip out from your horse thinking you're getting to a gunfight and realize you only got your fucking uh, pistol on you and i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit sucks yeah i don't like that don't do that to me yeah like you have to be very conscientious of stuff like that that's the one thing i don't feel that the game is entirely respectful of players times because it's trying to do a very certain deliberate thing like Mm -hmm. we're saying but i don't know if they really assess whether or not if that would bolster or hinder people's experiences 
You know, there's not a good balance of that in this game. And that's why that's like, it's a, a tale of two worlds within one game. Well, that was the same thing with Breath of the Wild for me, where it, some of the systems felt like it was so against the player that it took me out of it. Like right. some of the weather systems, the stamina wheel or the weapon duration, like that shit, while that might've hit for somebody, they might've loved that idea of that being in an open world survival type game. But for me, that's not what I enjoy. And sometimes no. that really takes me no. out of it. Like I'll go into a session of Breath of the Wild, have 15 broken weapons can't use any of them I'm like well i'm kind of fucked aren't i <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it does have a lot of systems going on here that are against it it, it does really challenge your time but there's some reward too i don't know yeah let me let me get down to this then there are some moments where it's completely night out i'm on my horse i'm through a forested area and the big old moon is shining down light right through the trees and in a way that i haven't seen in a game before just so realistic and mm-hmm. so on point and it makes me want to be in that world, for sure. You know, there's there's so many moments like that where I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's worth it getting past the stupid tapping X with my horse's yeah. gallop and shit like that. It's I, worth it to get through it. I want to say... The magic of the game. When I'm in the mood for it and I want to sit down for it, I put my headphones into my controller mm-hmm. and I sit with the game for six hours at a time. I get lost in it right. because of those little details. Like, it's so crazy to see those little light effects or see like light shining through arthur's ear or like like you said you're like fucking trotting through a forest you see a mist roll over a grass or you just see like the moonlight shining it's like holy shit the care and thought and detail into this is so immaculate and special Mm -hmm. like the reason we're going to be talking about this game is because it is a technical achievement even if it is against us in ways yeah Um, absolutely so i want to say from a graphical standpoint all of it hits Mm -hmm. environmental rendering character animation horse testicles horse testicles they're there trust me i've checked every horse they bounce. yep they bounce um maybe some of the animations are a little too overindulgent like um super indulgent. when you're going into a house and you're kind of looting and picking up items from somebody there's an animation for literally everything i'm opening a cabinet i'm taking it out i'm expecting it i'm putting it away i feel like they could have maybe sidestepped that by maybe having you do the animation once and then after that like okay cool you hit x and it's in your system or give me an option in the menu to just <clears throat> quick grab stuff yeah. where there doesn't activate an animation some games have actually done that before mm-hmm. i think there's a few assassin's Creed that let you do that because otherwise it's like a fucking wild west shenmue it's yeah. so boring to go through opening drawers. Like, it is awesome that that's there and that somebody took the time to render that because it is beautiful. And that is going to be one of the things that stands out to people. But it's just like, the but experience it, is already so long. Kind of maybe... Exactly. It doesn't respect the player's time. And honestly, if it wasn't there, it wouldn't ruin anybody's time with the game. Mm-hmm. Okay? that that That's what it comes down to. But otherwise, I, I do enjoy, I enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. I do. Overall, I enjoy the game. Some of the gunfights I get into are awesome, even though Arthur controls like a goddamn tank. Uh, yes, I don't understand why he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Oh my god. He sounds like Foghorn Leghorn and he looks like Chuck Norris. Get you, boy! <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. He looks like Chuck Norris. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... Again, I don't know if I like Arthur. I'm seeing people call him a fucking babe online and shit. I'm just like, what? Yeah, the deviant fan porn is already kind of a little much. He talks like he's trying to keep his molars from escaping his mouth. I'll tell you what I say, I do declare. <laughs> he seems like a like a caricature of the West. Yeah, he really does. Not, he's not fleshed out in the same way that John Marsden was, which is kind of like where I'm like, I'm not totally bought into it, but maybe as the narrative moves along, maybe as more of his past catches up to him. Because uh, in one of the missions something happens very much like god of war 2018 where like his past comes knocking on the door and you're like 
oh, here's a dimension of Arthur I haven't seen before. Yeah. So I'm waiting for more <clears throat> stuff like that to kind of like buy in and see if it's for me, but you know. I'll I'll, I'll see, man. I, I I don't know. I'm not there with uh, Arthur yet, but um, maybe I will be. I want to say, though, the sound design is one of the best sound designs I've ever heard in a game. Mm-hmm. Fucking immaculate, dude. When I put in my headphones, I'm just like losing myself to the details like of a battle or strolling up into a town and hearing like, I don't know, like a banjo start playing or like a little bass line start throwing. And I'm like, okay, what's going to happen here? What are they setting mm-hmm. the tone for? Because everything like with the art direction or the narrative, it's deliberate. So those sounds are there for a reason. There, there was that situation where you're a loan shark and you shake a guy down and he's sick and his family comes begging you not to do it. And then afterwards, like, you're like, well, I'm just going to loot your house. And they start playing this really like sad, <laughs> mournful song. And it, it puts you in Arthur's head for a second where you're like, I kind of don't want to do this. And he doesn't want to. Yeah. The, the sound design is really thoughtful in that situation where it kind of brings what's happening on screen together in different ways and i I love the the thought that that went forth there it's a technical masterpiece yeah but the thing overall for me about the game is that it's not always fun which is okay for a game Mm -hmm. but it does get frustrating which is not okay for any game it's it's interesting because think about the video games as art conversation when you look at a game like Ico or shadow of the colossus are those games always fun in the grand scheme of the thing they're trying to set up or story they're trying to tell mm-hmm. maybe not really but that doesn't take away from their impact of well their imprint on the gaming community or gaming history like this game is going to be talked about for years sure. in, f- to, for so many reasons and capacities no um, definitely 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 because there's a lot of things that we haven't seen yeah. in a game here i'm gonna say titanic and schindler's list those aren't fun movies but god damn it are they technical masterpieces uh, Titanic's kind of a fun movie yeah, yeah when he's painting or like one of his french women that was kind of fun <laughs> yeah that was great <laughs> and then there's some good gaffes yeah. one guy hit the you know yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my, my problem with this game though is um i don't feel too invested in like the world or its characters because i don't really care for them putting me in a, a setting like the wild wild west like mm-hmm. yeah i can have fun and do wacky outlaw stuff in it but like if i'm not invested in the narrative it kind of holds me back the reason i could sit through a game like breath of the wild is because i've spent 20 plus years with those characters and that lore and what i love about this game so i could sit through weapon degradation and weather systems because i love being in those worlds i'm not always there with what the narrative is trying to serve me but that doesn't mean that there's not something rewarding down the line no i i I think there's there's definitely some great hooks in this game Mm -hmm. there are some great hooks and even some of the story missions i'm like yeah that was actually fun i don't know if yeah i'm right there with you i don't know if i'm invested with this fucking crew of vanderland Mm -hmm. and isn't dutch like the bad guy in part one (laughs) yeah i think he ends up there's a confrontation i think with Arthur, or not arthur um with john John. at the end where you kill him what do you mean oh yeah with dutch yeah you kill dutch in it i think so god i think you do yeah it's interesting though i guess i imagine for people who have been with red dead redemption from the beginning um and to see characters like dutch be fleshed out in more ways because this is mm-hmm. a prequel to red dead it must be cool and very fan servicey to see them flush them out in more dimensions like to see dutch have more characterization or to even have because arthur was a character that was mentioned in red dead one but you don't really get any play with them really yeah they mention Arthur in they part do. one? Yeah, because you just played it on PlayStation well, now I for no reason. I actually, I didn't get that far into it, but I did look at, um, I think it was IGN. Uh-huh. They did a like a five and a half minute video of everything you need to know about Red Dead 
before okay. going into two and i was like cool this helps a lot actually rockstar does that but that like you know fuck there's like eight years between these fucking games i yeah. don't i don't know if i can readily like recall every little lore aspect yeah. of red dead redemption exactly. so i don't know if it's paying off for me in that same <laughs> way it's not like i just played that motherfucker yeah <laughs> but whatever let me ask you as you spend more time with it like i do are you more sold on certain things because i feel like the more time i spend with my horse or getting to know arthur or getting to know the world i kind of love it a little more and more it's, it's definitely like a slow burn um i love charlie nay and i let him die <laughs> is that your horse's name yeah he died on stream oh my god fucking bounty hunter shot him right in his big stupid neck that poor son of a bitch i want to talk about an experience i had with pony boy that's my horse oh, yeah. um i was in a situation where i accidentally got chased down by bounty hunters <laughs> and they shot the horse out from under me i go flying off of him i'm like holy shit but you can still see him in the field dying so I like i pick off all the bounty hunters and i go up to pony boy i'm like hey pony boy you good there's an option to revive him or put him down i didn't i couldn't revive him because i didn't have a certain item I'm like shit I need to go to the nearest town, get this item, and save my horse. Okay. And it became this really epic emotional thing for me where I stole one of the fucking bounty hunter's horses, <laughs> rode into the town, bought this fucking horse stabilizer, <laughs> rode back out, and saved my horse's life. And I'm like, cool, me and Damn, fucking Pony dude. Boy lived to see another day. Man, you had your own little western subplot going on there. Cr- granted, I did stop for about like 45 minutes to buy a new pair of boots uh, and oh. <laughs> a new pair of pants. Okay, your horse was down. Oh, okay, okay Listen, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's Pony fine. Boy would have needed me to do that. He knows that's important to me. <laughs> your fucking foot <laughs> comfort is more important than your bleeding horse. <laughs> <laughs> but I went back there, maybe 45 minutes later, Ponyboy was still <clears throat> bleeding out, and I saved his life, and we lived to have another adventure. And that's the cool shit about this game. That's the stuff that I'm living for, where I'm like, damn, that was neat for what it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm getting drawn more and more in the more I play. Yeah. Absolutely. The more that I get used to the shit that it does to me, I can play for longer periods. Mm-hmm. But there was a time where, like, I, when I first picked up the game, when I ran into all horseshit, like, you know, oh, fuck, you can't fast travel here. You got to ride across the map. I was just like, nah, dude, I, I keep on looking down at my phone. I'm bored with that. I, I don't I've really had, want that. I've had a few instances <clears throat> of that where I'm, like, literally, like, they give you this thing called cinematic mode where mm-hmm. when you're riding from destination to destination, if you press down on the touchpad or if you hold it, actually, it creates this cinematic camera angle where the game kind of just auto directs you. You don't have to do anything except hold that. So I'm doing other things while I'm doing that. I'm looking at my phone. I'm fucking talking to you and the game's just moving along at its own pace. Hey, you know what would be <laughs> much better than that? I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, fast travel that actually fucking worked. I think so, too. Just do that. I've heard a lot of argument from people saying, oh, why do you need a fast travel system? Why don't you want to enjoy everything that's in the game? And I'm like, granted. Because I work for a living. The first time I go from point A to point B to see a new town or whatever, yeah, I'm there for that ride. But when I need to go back there real quickly to turn in a mission or do this or that, I don't want to always take a fucking 15-minute horse ride. Sometimes I just want to get there because I have things to do, my dude. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know that's a hard concept, but I really do wish there was a, uh, you know, a simplified version of this game mm-hmm. where I don't have to manage all these fucking systems or worry about Arthur overheating because I decided to look good. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that shit kills me. Where I'm riding, and all of a sudden, it's like your character's overheated. And Take like, off his clothes. Take yeah. off, get him naked. Get him naked. Cool him down. Wear the shit that you think looks ugly. Go ahead. It's it's cooler for him. <laughs> <laughs> like that's stupid. I don't like that at all. Just fucking la- allow me to turn that off and allow me to fa- fast travel, and I'll fucking play your horse game until the end of time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play your horse game till the end of time because I'm stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> simple as that it's true <laughs> for you do you think this is going to be in your game of the year conversation 
Do you think it's going to sit in your top five or at least be an honorable mention? This game won't be in my top five. Wow. Uh, it'll rank. I don't think I'm in top five because it is when I rank like game of the year in my mind, I think, what did I enjoy the most or what uh, impacted me the most? Mm -hmm. And this game is not really doing either for me. I'm not, I don't have a huge emotional investment into it. Like we talked about. And I'm also struggling through a lot of the systems that they put into place. So I would say no right now, but that doesn't mean I hate this game. I have problems with this game that Mm -hmm. make it unplayable to me. I'm just saying, that's not what I look for in a game, much like I didn't look for a lot of the mechanics that were thrown in the Breath of the Wild, like we discussed. Yeah. It's the same same story for me. I was like, yeah, it's cool, it's neat, great that you fucking animated him drinking a carton of milk, but it doesn't really add to the experience for me. So that's, it takes down a few notches. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. No, that, that's super fair. Um, I know this is going to rank high for a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised if it hit everybody's game of the year list at number one or number two, at least. God. I I'm it's Breath have, of the Wild all over again, bro. I'm yeah, alone. And, and I'm I, alone. No, you're not. I'm right there with you because I feel like Breath of the Wild did something new for the franchise that was kind of needed, but it was supremely overrated. At the end of the day, a lot of what it had me do in the world, I didn't really care for. I mm-hmm. didn't care for managing the systems. I didn't care for 120 plus mini dungeons that really <laughs> felt homogenized and samey and didn't reward me in the same way that going through like maybe eight really fleshed out dungeons did. Mm-hmm. so yeah no uh, i feel that i don't know i i need to get through the next like 45 god that's a crazy thing to say i need to get through 45 more hours of this game before i can make a determination but i think i need to see the story yeah. out to really determine hey does this have a place on my list i know it's an honorable mention at least for me it's definitely gonna get that honorable mention yeah uh i will see how it shakes out when i get through the next 65 hours yeah. like you're saying i do love these sort of um water cooler moments that we have where we're talking about different things that are happening to us because it's kind of cool where like you mentioned something and i'm like i kind of want that to happen how yeah. do i get to that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no I'm, i have the same thing when you tell me like one one aspect too i'm just like fuck well, i want to go there i saw a video of a dude who rolled into like an abandoned ghost town area um the same one that i found later um and he goes into like this little abandoned ranch and like you see through the, sh- the windows and like creeks in the the roof you see these green shafts of light mm-hmm. and he's like what the fuck is that and he goes outside and there's a ufo oh yeah you can only activate that during a half moon i found out. really yeah yeah yeah. you have to walk into the house during a half moon and then they'll show up eventually and i was like that is excellent i want that to happen yeah right i heard okay i had this one thing where this lady wants me to collect dinosaur bones and ship them to her in the mail or really ship her the locations in the mail is what we decided holy <laughs> shit yeah i think that's fucking neat <laughs> apparently you could also stop a serial killer that's been going around like a new i want to call it new dennis but it's actually like new denny new denny yeah it's like uh re- it's kind of a slice of new orleans yeah yeah i feel that cool 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 um yeah i mean i want to do things like that that sounds cool yeah i just like any open world game i'm more fascinated by going after my own pursuits instead of what the story wants me to do i love when it has you go on those missions and kind of do your own thing when (gasps) you're like fallout 76 when you're on your own but like some of the narrative (laughs) shit like when you ride out for a mission and you're having a fucking like 30 minute discussion with somebody as you're riding out like because that's how they handle exposition and character development let's ride to this point and let's talk about what's happening jesus christ if i had a dollar for every time somebody (laughs) wanted to engage in a goddamn monologue on On horseback horse (laughs) i would be fucking rich i could pay off every bounty for every one's game and you could upgrade your camp stupid as shit yeah we would be we would be done there'd be no one after us anymore we'd we'd build the first skyscraper in the wild west (laughs) jesus christ fucking a dude like shut the fuck up and let me just ride (laughs) in fact let's fast travel
<laughs> yeah, otherwise the game's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, sir, let's shut this one down. Those are just our impressions. Maybe we'll talk more about it when Maybe. we get into it. I don't think we're going to be able to do a review episode, to be honest with I you. I actually don't think I want to. It's weird. Um, we tend to do review episodes on games that we are kind of 100% like eye-to-eye on. Or complete. Or complete. I don't know that we're ever going to complete this game at the same pace, especially mm-hmm. with some of the games coming out like this month or in December or January down the line. Like, I think we're going to spend our time with this game. I feel like we're not going to close it out until next year. But the reason I don't feel compelled to do a real episode about it is because it's not captivating me in the way that, like, say, God of War did or Spider-Man. It's definitely great, but we're having a different sort of conversation here in our impress- impressions. A little more balanced. This definitely be might be one of those titles, like so many... Assassin's Creed titles are to me where we get through a good chunk of it and don't end up returning to it until like eight months later when there's a dry spell of game releases. Yeah. I can see that happening with Red Dead where we just get stuck on something else. I mean, in fact, if I don't beat it by January, it's fucked because I'm going to be playing Resident Evil 2 until the end of time. It's going to be The Witcher for you where you put it down for months at a time, yeah. come back to you like, should I restart it? Because I don't remember how yeah, it plays. I know, exactly. That's, oh man, I would hate to restart this fucking game. The first two hours are so dumb. I want to ask you real quick before we close this out. When yep. you're playing this, how badly did you want to go back to Odyssey? <laughs> <laughs> I like its horse mechanics better. <laughs> Odysseys? Well, I mean, you... You're okay. Your horse is just an you know an object in that game. You don't mm. fucking pet it and love it like <laughs> so. It's a little different. I have an attachment to my horse in one degree, but I love the fact that like hey, I press up on the fucking D pad, he'll show up wherever I am. That's convenient. That's nice. Mm. Thank thank you Ubisoft for that. Yeah. Where Rockstar is like, oh yeah, your horse can't hear you, dickhead. Yeah, you can see him on the map, but you're probably 15 meters too far. Right, let's have a goofy run through the plains at fucking 3 a.m. And, oh my god, bounty hunters. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, Rockstar. (laughs) Why would you do this to me? It's a little ridiculous. (laughs) That's what happens, but that's what it is. But, yep, I think that's it. We'll talk about Red Dead at another time. I hope you guys are enjoying it, nonetheless. Yeah. If you went full 60 dirty on this. So we do some uh, end of episode housekeeping here? I do. Do it. Thank you for listening. Save roommates. We love you. You're beautiful. You're you're gorgeous. Also, a quick shout out to everybody that participated in Extra Life uh, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good donations. I donated a few of my Zolares out there, too, to pay off my bounties. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really cool of everybody. I'm actually bummed that we are not of the capacity to participate in it right now because we don't have, like, PC rigs that are designed to you know have mm-hmm. certain donation or overlay integration yeah like we're, that. we're not there yet we're also not technically savvy but no. maybe by next year we'll actually get to participate in something like that i would love like this time next year to be doing something like yeah. that because there are a lot of really cool organizations and hospitals that i would love to give back to yeah i think so too especially uh, around the seattle area yeah but shout out to um seattle locals um coconut arcade Mm -hmm. Our boy, Captain Trevor, he was doing some good streams. I think he streamed for 36 hours. Yeah, didn't have to do that, but he did. He did it. And (laughs) last I saw, he was halfway to his goal, so I'm not sure if he's met it by now. But, you know, regardless of the fact if he does or he doesn't, you know, he's out there doing it. And I think that's really cool. It's really important. It's it's a really good cause. We see a lot of caustic things in the gaming community. And this is a really cool instance of us coming together and doing good with, with our time. Right, so. for sure. So if you want to check out these boys, the Save Room Boys, Dead again, boys. you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, fucking Google Play, and of course our home and the home of many, many amateur rappers, soundcloud.com slash the Save Room Show. We would love to see your engagement. If you want to give us some likes, if you want to give us some reviews, if mm. you want to jump in there and say, fuck, dude, Sonic would fuck faster than that. 
Definitely. He really would. That'd be fun. Yeah, we just put up a new quick save if you guys want to give us some love about it or even talk about it or whatever, you know? Yeah, that's true. We talk about Halloween 2018 and all of its good, good spooks, the arts and craft, dry fucking, all sorts of things that uh, get up to in the middle of the night in Haddonfield. And how, at the end of the day, podcasting is the number one cause of murder in Haddonfield. Most podcasters are immoral. That is a fact. <laughs> and then, of course, you can find us on Twitch, me, twitch.tv slash the red herb. And you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels. Um, I've been doing a lot of Red Dead, but I think I want to switch it up this week. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to play The Quiet Man. Oh my God. <laughs> can we play The Quiet Man together? Yeah. The Quiet Man hushed the consoles on November 1st. I feel like it, there was no huge marketing. We got to get a couch. It. We got to get a couch. We got to get a couch, and then we can set up the camera, and we can fucking stream in the living room. It's, I think, thirteen forty nine. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. That's a perfect price of admission <laughs> for the bouncer, too. I hear it's only, like, four hours long, so I would like Fuck to do, yes. like, a mystery science theater play along with it. Fuck yeah. yes. We're going to get so toasted on that one. It's going to be fucking great. Can we yeah. do this next week? You think at some point? It's four um, hours? I think we could. I, I need to buy it, it before then to get the discount, but sure. I want it. And then otherwise you can find us over at Twitter at Save Room Show. Send us some love. Send us some memes. Please only send us memes. Yeah, send us Never your, love. Send us your Arthur Morgan and uh, Kirby <laughs> OP <laughs> art. Fucking slash fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's great. <laughs> Kirby, you gotta suck the poison out of me. Oh, no, not me. Oh. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> Well, I do declare this one is coming to a close. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.